0: Even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. See terms and Conditions, 18
1: plus. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2M Net podcast. You can visit W2MNet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling.
2: 90s. got my hair uh got my hair done bob barker style you guys ready to go okay good luck thanks for tuning in everybody let's get started the first prize ever been today on the price is right so are we talking about
3: craig ferguson
4: you got me i have no idea I mean, who's all right is it anyway? uh, all right gentlemen
3: First of all, before we we, we get into the nitty-gritty of things, welcome to Life is Like a Game Show a feature presentation of the W2M Network, available online across most social media platforms and your favorite preferred streaming podcast platform of choice. Because I'm not going to spend five minutes doing plugs. That's
5: my shtick. Um, and
3: unfortunately, uh, Harry, uh, th- thank you for joining us, Harry. We know you're not feeling well, so I'll be doing a good bit of the heavy lifting this evening. I am your uh, host temporarius. I don't know what the I forget how you say that host. in Latin. Um, I am Brian Espinoza Joined with me, as always, as I just introduced, we have Harry Broadhurst. We have the one and only Mr. Jonathan Nielsen down there. And as always, the spectacular executive producer of the W2Web Network, Mr. Eric Watkins.
5: Now, good evening, note, gentlemen. Note that Eric got the super special intro. We just got basic bitches.
4: <coughs> it's good to be the
5: EP.
3: <laughs> hey, he's my boss. I got to kiss a little bit of ass, but not literally. <laughs>
5: All right. As you guys can clearly hear, I am a little bit under the weather tonight. I'm hoping to make it through the broadcast without getting into too many coughing fits. I make no promises as far as that goes. I have handed over the hosting range for tonight's episode of Life is Like a Game Show over to Brian Espinosa, however. But I will say this much, gentlemen. I did not come unprepared tonight. I actually did my homework. Not only did I watch the documentary... I also watched the Kevin Pollack edition of the Kevin Pollack chat show with Drew Carey. So the clips that are used in the documentary, I watched the full episode of his interview. He's learning.
3: Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves here, because we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight, I would like to uh, continue uh, to welcome our viewers to the Price is Right month here the entire month of March on Life is Like a Game Show here on the W2Web Network. As a continued warning, uh, disclaimer of sorts, these are not the normal lilags episodes that you have come to love and expect from our ragtag crew of individuals. These shows are at least double the length, if we're being honest. Uh, and they will continue to be the double the length through the month of March. You have been warned fairly. Uh, the, Price right. hour the Price is Right is a fantastic show this week on our deep dive, month-long deep dive into The Price is Right. If you couldn't figure it out by the introduction sequence this week, we are talking about Drew Carey. Oh! Now, Can I just... Now, now, gentlemen, I, I have a question
5: for you. Well, I mean, I guess you're the host this week, so you can gimmick and fringe as necessary. Go ahead, Eric. Give him the banner.
4: All right. All right. Please hold. There we go. Uh, we all saw the intro sequence. There
3: is a particular theme uh, to this intro sequence. Can any of you gentlemen tell me what that theme is? And Eric, you're disqualified because you're the EP and you already know what it is.
4: I'm about to say, I recuse myself.
3: Uh,
5: Sounds uh, like a lot
4: of Halloween episodes to me.
5: Harry, were I you going to say... I was just going to say general themed episodes rather than just specifically Halloween. Um,
3: so, you're both correct, actually. Um, All of the cutaways introducing Drew were from all of the Halloween specials. Uh, fun fact, I started off making this intro. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do April Fool's because Drew is known for his April Fool's shows. And I started downloading all of the, the video evidence and stuff that I need, And I and I started clipping, and I'm like, all of these episodes look exactly the same, and it's literally just George Gray... Yelling his signature Drew Carey 16 times in a row. This is boring. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pivot here. What can I pivot into? Let me see. I remembered the Yodely Guy episode. And I'm thinking, okay, I want to get the Yodely Guy intro into here. And I'm like, oh, that was Halloween. Okay, I thought that was April Fool's. Uh, so I started pitching. I started pivoting over to, pay, to to Halloween, and in the middle of of Halloween, I found the decades week that they did back in season forty four. Um, great week,
6: great week.
3: So what you saw at the very beginning and end of the intro was the '90s episode. Uh, complete with, with Drew Carey doing his audience intro with Bob Barker hairdo, as he mentioned. Um, I will say the very first cutaway to Drew Carey there at the very, very beginning, the very first Drew Carey was Rich Fields from Drew Carey's very first taped
6: episode. <laughs> Obligatory um, plug from Harry is obligatory. Oh,
3: yeah that that, a, that was this week's episode. Or that was. It's this a fun intro. game.
6: I would say it, there was only one way you could have made that intro better, Brian. And if you're gonna if
3: you're gonna say Craig Ferguson, it wouldn't have fit thematically because I was thinking about putting in the Craig intro where they uh from from that prices or from that April Fools flip.
4: Oh my! So the no. wavelength isn't on tonight. Not yet. Anymore. No, not I was thinking, thinking since, since you, mentioned you mentioned April Fools, Fool's. leave the your money. April Fool's Bob Parker.
3: I had that one. I literally, I had them all in the timeline, and I'm like,
6: this doesn't fit right. But he's. But the announcers. Still says, says Drew, Drew Carey, and out Bob. It, it is, is the perfect troll.
3: Oh, it was—it was, it was an absolutely perfect troll. You are not wrong about that at all, whatsoever. Um, I can probably give me a moment here, and I could probably find it in the list of.
6: Uh... Though we got to be careful when we talk about Drew Carey hosting game shows. I mean, we do run the high risk of blowing our load too early.
4: That pun was terrible to the power of 10. I will X
0: myself.
3: Can I just say that Bob Barker there. is not amused? That's what we're Xing for. <laughs> Speaking of Bob Barker, we've got the footage. Yes.
5: Do we have the audio?
3: Did it not share with
5: the audio? It did not share with the audio. Uh, if that's Daily Motion, yeah, you have to actually turn the sound on.
4: Ah, not Daily Motion. Okay, I, I had try to it make again. a recommendation.
5: Toby, you're not wrong.
4: <laughs>
5: it's John. The puns are always bad. <laughs>
3: Again, I had all of these clips downloaded, ready to go in my video editing software, Sony Vegas. And again But it just it didn't timeline right to me. And well Yeah, it didn't is, timeline right to me. So
5: is is that what it is that what Discord means when it says you're playing Vegas Pro seventeen?
3: Yes. Yes, I'm in the middle of video editing.
5: Okay. I was curious about that. Now I have yeah. my answer.
4: <laughs> I don't know.
5: Toby. You want to go I ahead?
4: Mean, that's like the You want to go crying. ahead and read it?
5: So our, Eric, you want to go ahead and read it? So our listening audience can be. No, in no, he
3: does not need to read it. That's the host decision. We're moving on.
6: <laughs> Hashtag <damn> it Toby.
3: <laughs> yes. And I would like to remind a certain listener by the name of Dammit, Toby, that I I also know where he lives. In continuation of a discussion that we were having before the show started.
6: So our story begins October 15th, 2007 on CBS. Drew Carey takes over as host of The Price is Right.
5: We have a clip in just a moment, but we will have a clip. Are we are we going to the non credible academic after you hear the clip here, Mr. Espinoza? Uh on on Drew really Allison and Kerry? I
3: don't really think there's. Uh, there, oh yeah, we could go to the clip on uh, one, Mr. Drew Allison Carrie,
4: sure. But we have a clip. Um, I kind of disagree with that one, Toby. Not going to read it for the listening audience, but I disagree.
3: Toby, I share certain secrets with certain people, and I promise you, you don't know the deepest, darkest ones.
0: Yes.
5: <laughs> I like how I met your mother.
0: Uh, Parker Studio at CBS in Hollywood. Again, I would like to remind you, I had all of this stuff pre-planned. Fantastic prices. The fabulous 60-minute price is live.
3: Also, eating on air is a W2-1 Thomas Network wow. gimmick exclusive. Come on now. Tonight's dinner is rings.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> R.R. Leonardo, come on now. <laughs> and Lang Gwynn, come on now. And Bernard Davis, come on
7: now.
0: You are the first four contestants of The Price is
4: Right! And now, here is the star of The Price is Right, Drew Carey! Again,
3: same clip from the intro. He's so fat here. No offense
4: to Drew Carey, but... This is definitely Fat Whoa. Drew Carey. Whoa. I mean, you're not
5: wrong when you what's say that.
2: That's right, happiest place on earth. Look at this place.
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. Gastric bypass, no?
2: Richfield, yes, what's sir? our first item of uh, the bid today so. on the Price is Right?
5: Drew, it's fun.
0: Scuba equipment. You know, we've...
6: No, we've, no, no. Just diet and exercise, exercise plan, plan results in the results good weight, weight loss. loss. You know, diabetes diabetes and surgery uh, uh, in twenty twenty. You know, uh, apparently Nielsen do that, to you. that to uh,
7: you.
5: Uh, Yeah, the uh, uh, the glasses are fake now. He doesn't need them anymore. Apparently, Nielsen's already on the non credible academic resource.
4: I mean, he's been there pretty much the whole time. It's his thing. Now, no. now, gentlemen, would
3: you like to play the first one bid, or shall we go to the first academic, or shall we go to the academic resource?
5: I'll play along with the one bid. Why not? We've talked about getting, having more show interaction involved here. All right. Are we doing this in order that we are across the bottom screen? So Eric goes first, Brian goes uh, second. Yeah, we
4: can do that. Yeah. Okay. Brian okay. Mitchell bid. Well, I'm going to let me hear about it a little bit more first. Yeah, I was going to say.
3: Pause for, let for go one second. And, let me go ahead and play it from – here
5: we go. All right. First item up for bid. Real quick. Pause for one second. I just want to point out, I don't know if you guys noticed it as well. The model for Drew's first one bit is a carryover from the Barker era in Rachel Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Rachel Reynolds stayed on for quite a while after like Carrie 15 years. She was, well, she was there for like 15 years. Um, I want to say, I think I, she I just say, recently.
3: Oh God, that was not good.
5: Like 2003 to 2018. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw on the, uh, on the model Wikipedia page.
3: Just so y'all know, we are getting some really intense, severe weather outside right now. So, uh, if we happen to, uh, you know, disappear.
4: Yeah. Also, can't talk about Drew without stating Cleveland Rocks. Depends in which way. Tell that to Browns fans. Uh, as a diehard We're fan of South the Drew. All right, gentlemen. First item okay. up for bids today.
5: Oh. Okay. Oh
3: to The Price is Right, happiest place on earth.
2: Look at this place. Just fantastic. Richfield, yes, what's sir. our first item up for bids today on The Price
0: is Right? Drew, it's fun. Scuba mm-hmm. equipment. From Oceanic, it's a complete scuba package. Experience diving comfort and freedom with a regulator, wetsuit, mask, snorkel, fins, and a personal dive computer. From Oceanic, inventing the freedom of diving. Tank included.
2: Hey, that's great. And of course, this beautiful prize will go to the one of you who bids closest to the actual retail price without going over.
3: Eric, you first. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. All right. Uh I got to remember how to edit my name here there it is. Uh I am going to say 1100. Gone. 851 and Really? Harry. Really?
8: Yeah.
3: Harry. I say
5: 1200.
3: 1200. All right, let's go to the actual bids. We're getting so, a fifteen hundred from the audience. That's I to the will remind bids, Toby please. that
5: to Todd, He could be in the next one.
3: All right, how you doing? What you did? I'm doing fine, Drew. How you
2: doing? Doing great. great. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Flag. How you doing, buddy? Six fifty. Six fifty. Aura. How are you? Hi, Drew. Love you. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Thomas. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Says Thomas. And the actual retail price is
3: twenty one fourteen. Harry, come on up. They're playing the first pricing game of Drew's rain, and
7: it's going to be this.
3: Technically, I think Toby won it. Actually, well, yeah, I Toby did win it, but he's not a contestant. He's
4: not a contestant nice to see he's just in the audience. Congratulations. He's not the one contestant throw.
1: I, c- oh, I could
4: have made a <laughs> terrible joke you in my <laughs> beard.
2: Yeah. Your wife did? Maybe he can drive back. Rich, tell him what he's got.
0: Bernard, how about a new G?
3: <laughs> he's already running over to the car like he wanted. <laughs> The Hold Jeep on Wrangler
0: 4x4 comes with standard equipment plus air conditioning <laughs> and locking fuel yet? cap. The Jeep Wrangler.
3: He's patting the bottom back. Get the fuck back over there. All the way from
2: <laughs> Slowly, I turned. You saw that step. little shove okay. she gave him. Wait! Whoa! 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 I used to have a Jeep Wrangler. A really fun car. The middle number
3: is. Hold on.
8: Oh,
6: Sorry. Did um, you not get the reference that Drew Carey made? Because that is an esoteric reference there. Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn. Classic movie reference,
5: actually.
3: Uh, No, I I did Uh, not get it. Sorry.
5: 19,675.
6: 19,675. Eighteen That's six Jeffrey ninety. Stooges
5: reference.
3: <laughs> I am recusing myself because I I know yeah, I do know it.
6: Whoa.
3: I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't remember the the one bid, which is why I bid on it. I do remember this. At least I remember part of it, so I don't think it's fair if I play.
6: Um, okay. Link to the slowly I turned reference for the uh, no slayer.
5: Ah, guess the All car right. price, Jonathan. I, Again, I I'm not 19, guessing
3: because I know the first I know the first half of the price. I said 19675. God, those lightning strikes are awful close.
6: 21690.
5: Oh, he, he's going with how super expensive. It's a Jeep Wrangler, John. All right, so he says he says 690, 690. Couple Eric what is is your number? 18,690.
2: I'm going with 21. 21. Let's see if 21 is under. If you get one of these symbols under here, you get the first of the back half. No. You get $21. You have four chances here. You got $21. My wife says 19. Your wife says 19? I would listen to my wife if I was you. Mm-hmm. Your wife says 19. There it is. First half of the car. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Halfway there. Give me the last two numbers. You're all set.
5: Broadhurst is on fire tonight.
2: Oh, Seventy-five. Wife says eighteen.
8: Boo. Says 18. Boo. Uh,
2: no, but you have thirty-nine dollars.
5: I don't know. Sometimes, the- sometimes El Cheapo works. Yeah, but not as the back end of the car. Wife again. No, I've seen them do
3: that. They did. Oh, they used to do that on in Bob's hey, era.
7: 75! You win it! Get him there. Get in there. Hang on, Bernard. Congratulations. You won a Jeep. We'll be right back. We'll One our price. back with <laughs> away. Beat, beat. Ben
4: wins a Jeep. Okay, so Harry, I'm going to need you to text me some lotto numbers. Uh, please and thank you. <laughs> I mean, you got two of them right there, 19 and 75. The lotto doesn't go that high, you dingus. Unless they it changed really it does. again. All
3: right, <laughs> I was case. gonna say, what
4: are they uh what are, what are they at?
5: Like 63 now or something? Something like that. Ooh, new According to my buddy Patrick Ketza, who actually uh Eric just posted up there on the uh on the chat as well. Uh Rachel Reynolds is still with the Price is right? I was gonna say I'm pretty sure she is, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: anyway, I'm, gonna... my...
8: I'm
3: sure y'all saw that, that on may screen. Have been... Please, may have I know y'all saw totally that on screen. That flash on screen.
5: Mm-hmm. We saw yeah, the first that's... one too.
3: That's how close they're getting.
5: Uh, Brian yeah. Espinosa and Jonathan Nielsen may not be seen much longer t- this evening. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, uh, that's the show, late... folks. <laughs>
6: if that happens, uh, you guys ready to take over?
3: Uh,
8: I feel like we might,
5: <laughs> but yeah, feel like we I feel like we might be rescheduling this deep dive if that happens. No, no,
6: nope. show must go on. Show
5: must go on. Anyways,
6: I might hop on my phone. All right,
3: yeah, that might be. It might get down to that.
0: So
6: to,
3: to the non-credible academic phone. resource. Yes, please, Mister Nielsen. Tell <laughs> us about one, Mister Drew Allison Carey.
6: U.S. Marine Corps veteran. Hoorah. Super Active in the uh, TV industry since 1985. Man known for improvisational comedy. He had the Drew Carey show. He had Drew Carey's green screen show. Whose lines, anyway? We do not talk about what happened underneath the desk. Jeff Price is Right. You have Power of 10. Andrew carries
5: improvaganza. AK, whose line is it, anyways, 2.0? I, yeah, I believe improvaganza was syndicated. It was on GSN.
6: So, as a Marine Corps reservist, was, was it really?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
6: So, huh. as a Marine Corps reservist from 81 to 87, earned rank of sergeant, E5. And born and raised in the old Brooklyn neighborhood of Cleveland, Ohio. Graduate at Kent State, part of Delta Tau Delta Fraternity. Expelled twice for poor academic performance. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Well, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong about this, I think he started doing stand-up in college.
6: Yeah, and uh, previous lines of employment include uh, in the um, in the uh, Marine Corps Reserve uh, field radio operator in the 25th Marine Regiment in Ohio. Moved to Vegas for a few months in 83. Worked for a short time as a back to waiter at Denny's. I missed
3: Denny's in
6: 85.
3: Denny's is still around, but it's not the same.
5: Eh. well here's the pro- here's the problem there used to be one like legitimately like 5 minutes up the road from me and in the covid pandemic it went out of business. No, you know what I miss so,
3: and this was and and covid had nothing to do with this one sadly.
5: You can take us back
3: four yeah, screen bring air.
6: Everybody back oh, also
3: speaking speaking of restaurants briefly, I miss Perkins.
6: Yes. And now We still I have Perkins up here. Before go ahead, down, go ahead, go ahead, John. Everybody. I have a question. So, besides the price is right, name a long running television series that has featured both Bob Barker and Drew Carey on separate occasions.
3: I know a- the answer to this. Oh. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Go ahead. I am pretty sure it's Monday Night Raw.
6: You are correct. The uh, longest running weekly upside series on television it is Monday Night Raw.
4: Yeah, that would explain well, we're everything. Orlando, but
6: appreciate it, Toby.
4: Well, I'm east of Orlando, just farther north.
6: Way
5: further north. Uh, real real yeah, quick, uh, allow um, me to take this.
6: January 21st. Two thousand one. Entered as Vince McMahon's guest entrance in the Royal Rumble. Uh, it didn't last very long. I was going to
5: say, Rumble. technically, he wasn't on. Uh, technically, I don't believe he was on Raw. He was in. Uh, he was in the Royal Rumble itself. Thank you, Patrick. I was just about to get there.
4: Yep, he had that up there, but I, I was waiting since someone, you know, doing
5: their thing. Uh, Real quick For our wrestling crossover For our wrestling crossover audience Rest in peace Scott Hall And this one's for you Ayo That was his signature greeting Whenever he cut a promo Yeah. Yeah
6: The, the confused look was I was, I'm reading the I'm not academic to have a critical source
5: here. Well, that was more ah. for the two non-regular wrestling watchers above. <laughs> Thanks for the sell, Patrick. Appreciate it. All right. Really, um, Harry? Really? What? Oh. I know my classics. Cameo. Well, I appreciate that, but I know Eric isn't much of a wrestling watcher. He's picked well, up I... things here and there, but... Well, I knew about that from previous tributes, like, oh, the chiseled Adonis. Right. So
4: I had a feeling.
6: But Drew Yeah, we can one kill the graphic, Eric. Appeared on an episode of...
5: I remember and, that they thought asked, he was the killer on the episode. He, they thought he was the killer on the episode, and he wasn't. As
6: a retired Marine, his character was a sergeant, last rank he held in real life. Real pictures of him in dress blues and everyday garb were on the plasma screen in the squad room. <laughs>
5: Pay
6: no attention to the man behind the. Grill. Would
5: you like to fill? Would you like to fill in our listening audience, Eric? Well, no, that was another local weather report
4: dealing for what's going on and why we're seeing... I don't need a local questions.
3: weather report. I can look out my blind and tell you it's raining cats and dogs, and I don't even need to look out the blinds to do that because I'm hurting like a bitch right now. Well, he,
4: uh, he was the one who wanted to know, hey, fill everybody in. As I had some of the comments on screen. And, and technically, it's since
6: sideways.
4: since you over there are the host, I know with your discretion, I'm not going to read all of them.
6: As I said, it's raining sideways.
5: <laughs> we now go to Ollie Williams for the Black <laughs> U weather forecast, Ollie. It's fucking raining. Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> I'm at the wrong airport. <laughs> Here's
9: what it looks like it
6: is.
5: Bring me some soup. What kind, what kind of Dunk soup? Here.
6: All right, we'll get right on it. All
5: right, back back to the show.
6: So, Eric, actually, I got one more. Eric, how are you beating the heat up there?
4: I, I don't – of all the people, I'm not the one to get all the references to. You know how long Swim it's been since hole. I've Swim, walked...
3: swimming, Swimming hole. The answer <laughs> is swimming hole.
4: Okay, like I said <laughs> – you know, I like I said, when I was going to make a whole joke about a stereotype while I didn't get the scuba gear, but oh no, didn't want to touch that territory. Now you're setting me up for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
5: mean, the views uh, and opinions of Johnson Nielsen do not necessarily reflect those. They
4: the should have never gave you money? <laughs> they should have never gave me a network It's more like it. Yeah, here we
3: are. All right, guys, back on topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. right, right. Let's get back on topic, gentlemen.
6: Who do you think I am, Brooks Parkinridge?
3: I have no idea who that is. We're talking about one Drew Allison Carey, the host of The Price is Right, whose uh, interesting uh, side hobbies include soccer. And
6: And, to that point, I actually have a story about
3: that yes hi hi i'm the host i'm telling you to shut up thank you um
7: i, I have a do any of you
3: know oh the soccer team that carrie has a stake in okay that one was pretty obvious go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and uh send it over to co-host of soccer to the max here on the w 2 Web network mr eric watkins To take it away, please tell us about Mr. Carey's uh, soccer interests.
4: You're correct. As one of the more recent premier, then expansion teams, who has gone on to great success in Major League Soccer, Drew Carey is indeed part owner of former co-host, and welcome back to the network at any time, Miss Rachel Krieger herself. Her favorite club, Seattle Sounders FC. One of the main contenders for MLS Cup even this year.
5: Okay, so actually Jonathan raises a very valid point inside of the uh, private chat here. Jonathan, I'll let you go ahead and read what you just sent in the private chat out loud, and then I'll, I'll touch on that real quick.
6: So, so the, who do you think I am, Brooks Ridge? that's the... Uh... Pseudonym that Drew Carey actually uses When taking pictures of the U.S. national soccer team As a press photographer And selling those via wire services He was at 2006 People World Cup For his show Drew Carey's Sporting Adventures
4: So you're telling me that if sometimes If I post like a more recent episode Of Soccer to the Max And I go on to Getty Images And I see the name Brooks Parkinridge that could that's him. That's him. I'm, yes.
5: I'ma be on the lookout for that. All right. So this actually ties into what I said at the start of the show about the Kevin Paul the chat show with Drew Carey. One of the things that Drew talks about is the fact that he got deeply into soccer upon moving out to Los Angeles because he wanted a local team out in Los Angeles that he could follow that had no sport affiliations to Cleveland. Cleveland did not have a professional soccer team there, the Cleveland Crunch indoor soccer team not included. So Drew went to an LA Galaxy game and fell in love with the game, including eventually working his way up to earning press credentials as a photographer on the sideline traveling on a complete world tour with the U.S. Men's National Team, including having to buy tickets to a game in Trinidad at a KFC.
4: We don't mention Trinidad in the United States around these parts.
5: Link, a link to the Kevin Pollock show will be.
6: And there you have, for the audio listeners, a photo of one Rooks Park Ridge.
5: A link to the Kevin Pollock chat show with Drew Carey will be provided in the show description as well. So Drew Carey is not only involved
3: in sports with just soccer. Uh, as we spoke beforehand, uh, he did in 2001 enter the then WWF's Royal Rumble. Uh, he did it uh, to promote a...
5: Paper uh stand up pay per view. Yes, I specifically re- sorry for stepping on your punchline there, but I specifically I thought you minute- were going <laughs> to correct
3: me about the WWF,
5: which is no, why I you blocking. you were correct. It was still the World World Wrestling Federation in January of two thousand and one. The pay per view yes, was on I'm the road off to wrestling- the
3: non credible academic resource. <laughs>
5: The pay-per-view was on the road to arguably what many consider the best WrestleMania ever in WrestleMania X-7, 17 from 2001, and Drew Carey was self-eliminated in that Royal Rumble after being in the ring by himself when Kane's music hit, and Carey thought that discretion was the better part of valor and self-eliminated.
3: Well, not (laughs) only that, but he did the stupid decision and he tried to bribe Kane first. I mean I He did, and it did not work. I'm no. Fuck out of here. Um. However, in 2011, and an ironic twist of fate. Um, if I could use the word irony, Wait. loosely. Wait. Um, hang on.
6: We're talking wrestling. Brian says, "Twist of fate." I'll give it to him, Harry.
5: That's a monkey.
3: That's I, I, monkey worthy for me. I, I, I really wasn't trying to go for a monkey for once.
6: Jeff
5: Hardy fate is a Hardy.
6: Twist of fate.
5: Uh, Matt Hardy, but twist of fate reference to the Hardy Boys. No, I know what it is. Have... I
3: I really didn't think
5: of it. It just. <laughs> it's more topical than you realize. Because the other two superstars to share share the ring with Drew Carey when he was in the Royal Rumble, Matt and Jeff Hardy. This This is the kind of... of I pull
3: a putt out of my ass and don't even realize that I just pulled a perfect putt out of my ass. Well, this is unlike what happens. other things that get pulled out of other people's asses, which are topics that we will discuss on point of viewer Family Sunday show. nights
4: here on the W2 Web Network. See, what I was going to say was you're gonna go ahead and only get this kind of knowledge on the indie siders with Harry Broadhurst and Mark Radilich. They've got a new episode coming up, but yeah, point of viewer, there's okay. going to be some updates this sunday trust me there's that a was just like
3: a massive plug block there wasn't
5: it pretty much
4: yeah
3: all right <laughs> anyways uh again ironic twist of fate in 2011 Kerry was inducted into the wwe
5: hall of fame by none other than kane into the celebrity wing of the hall of fame before wrestling fans get butthurt about his inclusion uh um, believe me it's a real thing
3: he also compete. Uh, so, so Carrie has done some uh, celebrity, uh, a few celebrity competitions. Um, not so much game show. I don't know if you want to call poker a sport per se. Um, but he did uh, play in the first celebrity edition of the two thousand and three World Poker Tour. I was getting to that, Harry.
5: That's why I sent it in the chat. I didn't step on your line.
4: Oh no, when you mentioned that, I'm sorry. Wheelhouse, um, wheelhouse, trust me, he was gonna get to it.
5: Carry on, heck, <laughs> carry <laughs> I
6: see what you did there. I'm surprised I didn't think of it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Yeah, so he competed in the 2003 Celebrity Edition of the World Poker Poker Tour, placed fifth, uh, beating out the only other actor, Jack Black, and won $2,000 for his charity, uh, which is not specified. Um, He is somewhat of an avid runner. He's done a few marathons in his time. Uh, in 2011, he did the Marine Corps Historic Half Marathon in an hour and 57 minutes. Ooh, wow. uh, on September 4th, he did the Disneyland Half Marathon in hour 50 minutes. And in October 30th, 2011, he finished the Marine Corps Marathon. With a chip time of four hours thirty-seven minutes and eleven seconds, placing 10,149th out of 20,940. Would have thought its time would have been better, but so
4: not bad overall. Oh, dead center. Top uh,
5: uh just about to say, a little bit above the midway point there for him. So impressive performance. Um
3: Kerry is definitely a an, an, a bit of a philanthropist. Um, he is an avid supporter of libraries. He credits them for uh, beginning and making his comedy career. Uh, and on May 2nd, 2000, uh, somebody trying to jump the gun on me here. Uh, in a celebrity edition of the greatest game show of all time, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? With Regis Philbin.
4: Asterisk. Look, if no, I will no, I will concede this. Millionaire will be the greatest game show of all time if you acknowledge. that le, <laughs> La cerveza más fina actual, la cerveza más fina en los Estados Unidos es Chihuahua. I'll concede that if you
5: concede that. Okay, fine, claro. que see. Sí. Did, did I did I suddenly hit the SAP button on my <laughs> podcast? Sí, ustedes estamos oyéndonos
3: en el W2M Network. Esto es una presentación del W2M Network. Ustedes están escuchando a Life is Like a Game Show.
5: Inglés, por favor.
3: Puedes encontrar todos nosotros en sus favoritos servicios de podcast del todo del internet. <laughs> y también podemos buscarnos a nosotros en el internet, social media, por Facebook, Twitter, YouTube e Twitch.
5: This is turning in <laughs> you and You and me both, Toby. Look, don't uh, tempt
3: me, don't tempt me to put we it's a quote it's a quote, A famous movie. I'm gonna need a SAP button for that some bitch.
4: Look, do, we will pull an extreme gong one of these days and do an entire
5: episode in Spanish if we have to. I, uh... I issue a
6: challenge.
5: Harry Brothers, no esta aquí para... El epi- I don't know what the Spanish word for episode <laughs> is. That was pretty damn <laughs> I was pretty
3: damn close.
4: That was pretty damn
5: close. I, to- I don't... I episodio? Issue. Episodio. Episode, the- I was close. Yes, you were. That's really? why I said
3: it was pretty
6: damn good.
5: And you know what? You didn't go no, it's not. No, it's Technically,
6: but anyway, I, seriously, I issue a
5: challenge. Ay,
6: when we get to the point where we <laughs> finally actually review Extreme Gong, we do it twice, and the first time is in Spanish. I will be heavily
5: leaning on my Google Translate that
3: night. No estoy aquí.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: el señor Harry Broadhurst no va a estar aquí con nosotros esta noche. Usted está escuchando sí, una presentación especial de Life is Like a Game Show, aquí en el
5: 2 m Network. Alright, back on track, guys. Yeah. A little, fun little detour. Admittedly comical. We'll go with it. Uh, Eric, Okay. The so, YouTube link... So, that you oh, speak- hold on,
3: hold on. No, no, no. I got interrupted right before the best part. You're not cutting me off just- when I'm about to talk about the greatest game show of all time with the greatest New Yorker of all time.
5: We already are talking about the greatest game show of all time. Hello, deep dive, Price is Right. I don't know. I mean, technically, he just conceded,
4: so that means we get better product placement.
6: That, uh, that might mean we need a new bracket.
4: Um... Anyway, no, the bracket
3: rancid Randy has been fired from the W-2 m Network <laughs> after the non-inclusion of Talladega Nights in the greatest sports movie of all time bracket last
4: week. He we will be coming for you, Rancid Randy.
5: Anyways, I, anyway, so I re
3: continuing on before our little sidebar there. So um Drew
6: Carey's a Buddhist anyway, going back.
3: Um Apparently, Drew Carey is also very smart uh, to the point where he won $500,000 on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, playing for the Ohio Library Foundation. Um, he later went on, he won an additional $32,000 on, on the second Celebrity Millionaire, uh one of i've if i remember correctly it was like two or three celebrities that played twice um making him one of the the biggest winning contestants on millionaire who didn't win the top prize uh curiosity
5: was the second one still regis or was that meredith Vieira? no that they were all regis both were regis okay I'll have to see if I can't find his celebrity appearance on YouTube as well. Speaking this of is, YouTube, th-
3: see, 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 I, I will acknowledge Vieira's existence, but I don't like it. Anything past Vieira, anything past anything Cle- Vieira clock game and onward does not exist to me. Just like Leslie Jones supermarket sweep does not
4: exist. To Look, me. you can explain your hatred for particular hosts of that show in twenty-five words or less on another episode. <laughs>
5: Bravo, sir. Give yourself a monkey for that one. Um, you
4: throw me a full toss, I'm gonna hit it for six, okay? This is how I roll.
3: Six runs. Speaking of, I hope that they don't have weather like we're having currently later on this evening.
5: Uh, hmm. Just as a heads up, Speak, speaking of YouTube, the YouTube link that I sent in the private chat that everybody will see in the show description is the Kevin Pollock chat show with Drew Carey that I mentioned earlier.
3: Um, Carey's World Poker Tour winnings uh, went to the Cleveland Public Library charity. Um, and in 2007, he offered to donate up to $100,000 in $10,000 increments to the Mooch Memorial Fund. If anybody could beat him at FIFA Soccer 07 for the Xbox 360, he dared five players from the U.S. men's and women's national teams to compete against him. Uh, he ended up donating 100000 anyway, 60000 for losing two games out of the six games he played. Um, Does it say he beat him? No, unfortunately. Oh. Um... In October of 09, he made a bid of $25,000 in a charity auction for the At Drew Twitter account. Uh, he later increased his offer to $100,000 if the number of followers on his then account, At Drew from TV, reached hundred K by the end of the auction. Um, he then said on, on an interview with CBS News that he would donate a million to the uh, Lam- Lance Armstrong Livestrong Foundation. If his follower count reached one million by the end of
4: 09.
6: You mean he would donate one million, million
4: dollars. Yeah, and how well we'll be coming back goes? to that
3: one million dollars in a few minutes, by the way. <laughs> um
6: cool. We don't get to use that reference often enough on this show.
3: Another of Carrie's offers uh to contribute to helping others came in September 2014. Uh, he promised ten thousand dollars to help find the perpetrators of a. Um, uh, uh, on second thought, I'm gonna.
4: Yeah, I, I was about to say. Really, yeah, the I rest of that, that
5: sentence. Where I uh, know, I know the story you're referring to. Best to avoid that one on air. Yeah, yeah one um, or two that we he offered ten
3: thousand dollar reward for a very heinous crime. That indeed. was. Then, very quickly matched by several celebra- other celebrities.
5: Um real quick, I have a question. I've got a question. Thank you. Has he ever offered a twenty three thousand seven hundred and forty three dollar reward?
3: That is too oddly specific for me to not say no because I'm sure you know something that I don't.
4: Oh, uh, I we'll get to it knows. a little
5: bit. We'll get to it a little bit later in the show. Dun dun dun. Wait,
4: wait, wait. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that.
6: Dramatic reverb.
4: Now
3: also, very notably, I have to note it because we're talking about Drew Carey a little bit here. It's not the folks of the show tonight, but it is of note Price is Right is not Drew Carey's first game show hosting foray.
6: Again, mention of blowing loads early.
3: Um, John knows the answer to this, so he's going to have to recuse himself. Eric or Harry, do you know the game show that Drew Carey hosted before he got the gig with Price?
5: It was in the greatest game show of all time tournament.
4: Damn right it was. I mentioned it on here in the pun.
5: He talks about it on the uh, Kevin Pollack thing as well, that he had recorded the pilot for this when he was offered the job at Price is Right. Power of 10. Power of 10, yep.
3: All right. So that is the background biography of Mr. One, Drew Allison Carey, the uh, current host of the Price is Right. Who has been serving as the current host of The Price is Right for a little over 15 years now? I cannot believe that it's actually been that long. Believe
6: it. Man, I'm old. Um, So there's kind of an elephant sitting in the room that we need to get to at some point. Oh, there. I I think we might be. Yeah.
4: There's a couple.
6: So um if I could request the setup clip first. This is a Bob Barker Euro clip. Fair warning.
5: Are we going into this right now? I thought that we were going to do uh I thought we were gonna to do to do the Richfield's George Gray thing first. Uh,
6: I think it might be better to talk about this first because this is gonna take a while.
3: Yeah, I think I was. I was kind of wanting to segue into um perfect, perfect
5: bid. bid okay so then we are okay we'll save we'll save richfields and george gray for a little bit later then all right um, there's there's but, a
3: lot more to talk about actually beforehand before we get to perfect bid while john's you know getting all the stuff set up for that because i thought we had it already um something a big notable difference that i will say between bob barker's run of the prices right and now drew carey's is and it's evidenced by by what i've uh, put into the intro today uh and i talked about at the very top of the show drew carey has been a lot more i guess for lack of a better term you can say adventurous Mm -hmm. with the show um there's a lot more consistent theme weeks and times of year um We are pretty much almost uh, minus, you know, COVID uh, throwing some some wrenches into the mix here. Uh, We have been pretty much we have gotten an April Fool's special and a Halloween special every year, complete with costuming and gags and gimmicks and the whole nine yards. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, most notably 2014, uh, Craig Ferguson, the host of The Late Late Show, um, and Drew Carey's former boss on his sitcom, The Drew Carey Show, switched places. Drew went and hosted his talk show for the night. And
6: their announcers included.
3: Uh, yeah, the announcers, the models, everything included. Uh, they switched almost the entire crew. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've watched clips of the Drew Carey. In fact, I can probably pull one up here um, if you gave me a moment.
6: In the meantime, while you're pulling up that, but clip, the uh, the Barker setup is ready.
3: Um, I'm sitting here watching clips from the uh, Craig Ferguson hosted Price's Right April Fool special, and the people are freaking hugging the pantomime horse. Secretariat. They're literally just like they would go and run up and hug Bob Barker or Drew Carey and like just go crazy when they win. They're literally running up and it's a fucking horse.
6: So they so this gives me a question. I don't have a formal question here, but this leads me to wonder: did they, while milling the line for price is right, actually funnel those people in the Drew Carey show? And funnel the people who were there to watch the Drew Carey show into the audience of the prices right that day.
3: I don't think so. That would be, I think that would be a little bit too deceptive on CBS's part.
6: That would have been awesome to do, though.
3: I think they might have offered them tape or tickets to both tapings. Right? Like, for that like, that would make
4: it, more sense.
3: Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, if you were here for Drew and you're not going to get to see Drew because Craig's hosting. We'll give you a ticket to go see Drew do the, do us basically a one hour stand up special almost. And vice versa. And vice versa. But I don't think people are going to leave the prices right just because it was Drew Carey. In fact, I know people knew about it to at least some extent prior to, because one of the contestants actually had. A, I think it was like Kiss Me Craig shirt or something to that effect on. So they knew that Craig would be the host that day. Even if it was extremely short notice, it was still it was definitely known to some degree.
6: Gentlemen. But. Harry Brothers mm -hmm. will be muted tonight.
5: There we go. I do ap- I do apologize for having to step away for a few seconds. I had a phone call I had to take. All right. Um. Yeah. The thing about the uh the, the Ferguson hosting the episode of The Price Is Right is, I would imagine that that episode of The Price Is Right is available on YouTube if people search for it. I know for a fact. Oh, it it's, isn't. It's not I've on seen YouTube.
6: Pieces in the past, it may have gotten pulled.
3: Fremantle well, seems to have a hard-on for that specific episode and will not let it exist in its entirety on YouTube. There is a channel well, I, that has a couple of the pricing games um, and the showcases, but um, it does not contain the full episode.
5: Well, I know for a fact that the episode of the Late Late Show that Drew Carey hosted—yeah, no, that Ferguson was perfectly
3: fine. Like,
5: worldwide on pants, YouTube.
3: worldwide pants, which is the company that controls the rights to, you know, that stuff uh, to Late Late Show and Late Show with David Letterman—they don't give a shit. But for has got That's- a hard on for some reason. <clears throat> For the 2014 episode or the 2014 April Fools episode, because every time I see it go up, uh, it's it's down almost instantly. Real and quick, the few places uh, that I, I have tried to find it, um, yeah, <clears throat> I know there's a quick. thing on the screen there.
5: <laughs> I was just about to read it. Uh, Patrick chiming in. Patrick's a huge soccer fan. Uh, going back to the FIFA charity games, I couldn't find the outcomes of all of the matches. But he definitely played Casey Keller, who was the U.S. men's goaltender, Hope Solo, who was the U.S. women's goaltender, and Taylor, what are we doing, Twellman?
4: Keeper. They're goalkeepers in soccer, but yes. I don't feel good. I'm not me getting alone.
3: involved in this fight. <laughs>
6: And on that note, um, can we, uh, head back to 1980 for a
3: moment for a clip? Indeed we can. <laughs> All right. Before we, before we do that, I'm going to, I do have the, uh, yeah, I, 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 I have a clip, uh, real quick
4: from, uh, you can still share your screen share on your end as well. I left that open. Uh,
3: Fine, I'll do it that way.
6: <laughs> I feel like my clip got preempted by news. Five hundred. All right, Mark. One thousand dollars. One
7: thousand dollars. All right, Mark. Six fifty-one. Six fifty-one, Carla. All right. Let me have a look at the actual retail price. Is Eight hundred ninety-two dollars. Paula, that's you.
8: <laughs> hey,
7: hey, okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, mom, she, she's here, mom. Are you all right, Paula? Yes. All right. Part of me let's, really wishes they would have let's gave let's the show to Craig what Ferguson. What you're so excited about? What are you going to be playing for? A power tool kit, a trip to Palm Springs, and a... Race game? First, this cordless kit includes a variable... Can't be,
5: only three prizes.
7: ...saws, one chainsaw, and a four-position flashlight. Second, you and a guest will ride round trip in a chauffeured limousine from Los Angeles to Palm Springs for a six night stay in a pool view king room at the Riviera Palm Springs, a swanky palm shaded oasis with sparkling pools and private cabanas. Plus, enjoy one dinner and a round of golf. Third, this front-loading washer offers a 20-minute quick wash option, and the ultra-capacity dryer reduces energy use by up to 35%. And I think I dated him. And there's one more. It's a new truck.
3: And there's the horse.
7: It's the Toyota Tacoma regular cab 4x2 truck comes equipped with a 2.7-liter engine, four-speed automatic transmission, <laughs> and sliding. The it's the Toyota
3: Tacoma!
4: It's just two is interns.
7: More or less. Here's what going to say. Here's the price. Is it more or less? And What we do is you have to win this prize in order to move on to that prize. You have to win that prize to move on to that prize. And if you win that prize, you move on to the new truck. All right? All right. Okay, the set of tools, two thousand
8: dollars. More, more or less? Less. less? less.
3: You don't get it. You don't get a monkey for that, John. That's called a gimme. Less.
7: Less. The actual price is fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Let's move on. Right.
5: Somebody Let's, might want to suggest decaf to Ferguson. More or
7: less, two thousand, two thousand five hundred. More. More. Please, more. 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 Please. Okay. More. It is. More.
4: Yes. Palm Springs expensive as fuck.
7: you are going to trip the Palm Springs. You're going to set the tools. I know you're going to enjoy them. Let's move on to the washer and dryer. Come on. All right. More or less. 2600 More or less? Sure. More or less? less? Less. Less? Less? Is it less? It's less! Oh, wow. wow! Wow! Let's see the actual leader. No, Two. Right go on and win you that truck come on on. all right all right you ready ready now here's the deal you get to keep all these things except for the skeleton the skeleton is mine you get to keep all of these things (laughs) no matter what happens here but i'm gonna ask you is this truck worth more or less than twenty thousand five hundred dollars
4: It was a four by two. Four
8: by Come on, let's take
7: Yeah! Come on, get on it! Yeah, hug the horse! You got a new horse, too! I'm keeping the horse. <laughs> get in there! Enjoy that! Look at that! You'll be able to take your presents! You can take all your stuff home! The actual retail price, of course, is 19775!
6: Craig did bring a good energy on that show.
3: Like I said, I love how they just they they go and they hug the fucking horse, man. <laughs> All right,
6: so um, back to, now. Let me, let me try again. Back to nineteen eighty or not yet?
3: Um, yeah let's let's go back to wait a minute. Why are we going back to nineteen eighty? Do we really have a to record yeah.
6: at the time?
4: Okay, we can talk about the record yeah. at the time. Well, well, yeah, yeah, we can. Since someone will mention trying to go into the hot tub time machine, we have to take at least one trip.
6: I'd rather be pulling a Roger Dobquits here by going into the record book than a Mike Richards.
3: Oh, we're getting to him. We're getting to him in a little bit here. And I mean, very short bit here.
9: you will have a showcase of beautiful prizes to bid on, and the one of you who bids closer to the retail price of your own showcase without going over will win the showcase. However, if you are the winner and you are less than $100 away from the retail price of your own showcase, we will have the pleasure of presenting you both showcases. And Sabrina, as the top winner, you may bid on the first showcase, or you may pass the first showcase to Orville and bid on the second, or both. Sabrina, look at showcase number
4: one.
7: Your showcase contains something for every room in the house.
4: Typical for back then. The Barkalounger,
7: the fabulous new
4: concept in modular uh, furniture, called the Living End. Both end pieces don't you luxurious Haven't heard of that brand since and basketball. Next for the
9: game room, a home soda fountain. From GA Systems Incorporated, a home soda fountain. Everything you need to dispense your favorite soda, syrup, plus carbonated water, with the GA Systems. I totally
5: rock one of those. And Ditto.
7: Accident, this refrigerator freezer
4: pap with barker. the john level pun bob barker lounger i approve i of course you would
9: and finally for the family room and unusual
4: you're
5: fired ketza it isn't
9: how you play the game it's what you play <laughs> it on. And this is
0: the ultimate Covered in
9: genuine goat skin When closed If the stunning cocktail table open And you're ready for a game of back camera And the showcase Can be I could done. use a table like the right.
6: that right. Sabrina The vision Showcase
5: belongs Alright so John's disqualified Because he's obviously seen this clip No mm.
6: This is your showcase I know the result level. And how uh, close, But I don't know who does it not <laughs>
5: Are we not doing the play at home edition here?
4: <laughs> well, Pat, like that means anything. Sean already did that once. Well, send your hate mail to Mr. Hate Mail himself at s.com or gmail.com.
5: Patrick actually used to co-host a podcast here on the W2M network with me. I
4: know. I know. Don't
9: hiss
4: boo, I think but uh, Brian and John uh, don't
9: I
3: know more than you think, Harry. All of the in our to hills. I've been read in on the My network's history. Hill Hill, sung
5: by Fats Domino, and Wrestling and rap was included in the network's history. <laughs> cool. I went First, deep.
9: This record is one of Apparently. Record and will become a real record, also
3: with no comment. <sighs> a don't don't start your chuckling <laughs> over there, <laughs> Chuckles.
4: I wasn't gonna until you mentioned <laughs> Chuckles. <laughs> Our next tale
6: is the famous
9: Beverly Hills to Los Angeles. And you'll find out more about Beverly Hills firsthand with this gift certificate for $1,000 to
6: Gucci. Very unusual for them to do a gift certificate for cash in that era.
4: Not necessarily. They also did gold as well. When they
3: did gold or cash, they were low budget. And you knew they were low budget. Because the they would go for literally the two car minimum.
9: Downtown, yep. You the yeah. The I, the you're right. hotel hotel the the Pat, you're
3: right.
5: Them Fats Domino albums. Apparently, Pat found his thrill up on Blueberry Hill a three trips impressive two trips this was this was the
3: era where showcases were not Located structured to the where they were towards the problem. middle to end of Bob this Barker's run where it was pretty much yours. three to four and done Sabrina, this was the time where I you could easily frozen frozen see like seven prizes two, in a showcase
9: some, and oh and I agree
4: that, that second showcase, showcase smoked the first one
9: uh, 56. $5,600 is her bid on that Joe Gate. Orville bid $5,000 on here. Ah. Which one of these contestants is closer to the retail price? We'll find out in a moment. Right now,
4: let's see this. Introducing uh, the instant body. Oh. I have- yeah, uh, uh, well.
6: Original VHS here.
4: Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I'm going to have us on screen as I fast forward. Now, granted, this... <laughs> This isn't going to be like the one incident with the Australian rules football game that I saw. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Dead.
6: Um, Time index you want coming back is 58-21. And then match
3: game. Match game. Dumb Dora was so dumb. How dumb was she?
9: $4,035 $4,035 for a difference of $4,035. You whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, you know whoa, whoa. For that every room, that was nine grand back then. That was
7: ever that living grand f- every room.
4: Ever living. Bulls. Fuck. Bulls. Ever yeah. living fuck. I know.
9: Going over to win your showcase. You gave us a bid of $5,600, and the actual retail price of your showcase is...
7: Five
4: thousand six hundred two. Two Dallas. Yeah, and winning twenty-one
5: grand back in that day
4: was no joke.
5: Eric, I am going to need you to do some math here. Twenty-one grand in nineteen eighty dollars, adjusted for inflation. I got to Give me a moment.
4: Uh, good old inflation calculator. We use it off? Right here. I'm going to say off the top of my head. Oh, is it was 21
5: 489? 21, 21 419. I'd say anywhere from triple good. to quadruple. I would say probably about 75 grand. Excuse me.
6: Who's close to not going over?
3: 29 148. Oh. Hmm. What you said, right? $29,148. 20, no,
5: 21419 21, I think and I think, think had... Brian might be slightly numerically dyslexic.
3: And no, I just 19, have a very bad short term memory.
5: And the year is 1980.
3: There's also that possible. $21,419 in 1980 is worth $73,748.94. Oh! Oh,
5: I'm over by oh, two grand. Oh, I'm over my two grand.
4: Uh, If we were playing the range game, I would have been right. I said between triple and quadruple. It's almost smack dab in the middle.
6: (laughs) Anyways, that was the record at the time.
4: Segway. Almost, Pat. Almost. A little over half the price.
3: Yeah, they The Price Is Right did that every so often to like try to dissuade people from always passing the first showcase.
5: More to the point, more to the point here, how the hell is a trip overseas back then less than the cost of that game room?
4: Air travel wasn't the same back in 1980. Very unregulated, very unregulated, which meant
3: very cheap. And planes falling out of the uh, sky.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably the um, dollar was very strong back then internationally.
5: That's fair, too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. that All right, so we show, you,
6: we
5: show you... We show you... We show you that clip to talk about the story... Of Terry Meese. Yeah, Halt.
3: Do we have the other? Do we have the modern clip? Please tell me somebody
4: queued up the modern clip. Wow, where did these crickets come from all of a sudden? Of course, which is why I'm already
3: like three steps ahead of you guys and typing it up. Please go to the. Well, that's why I was
5: giving everybody.
3: There we go. So, yes, uh, Harry, not not just not to steal your thunder, but I don't want to go you you're, you're saying something that's going a little bit too far ahead at the oh, moment. Oh, so we're
5: just going to show the ter- we're showing yeah. the Terry part, you. So, gotcha. Um We
3: show you that clip to set up this clip. Oh, okay. All
2: right, welcome back everybody. Sharon.
3: Oh, it doesn't hold on. Sorry. And there's Exit your 23 Exit out for a second. I want the actual. There's the. Ep- There's the, f- I want the full shot. South it's Africa, gorgeous. courtesy of award winning South African Airways, offering the.
5: I said exit out of me. Hmm. Slight, slight volume warning to our, our friends using headphones. I can. I'll, I'll drop the volume. This one's a little bit louder than the previous one was. I, I don't know if you I, guys actually saw the, the number in the... Sh- I don't know if you guys actually saw the number in the showcase there. That was where the reference for, to Drew Harry earlier came from. Oh, I
6: knew
5: that? Again, that was... I, actually that's... Did... I was just going to say, I actually did my homework on this episode. Well, of course.
4: And just to think, when you can get through this doing your homework for the month of may won't be nearly as bad and you're yes, executed- will, you perfect gave- <laughs> yes it will cuz you gave
5: yes it will cuz you gave me like six fucking things to watch for the month of may
3: oh yeah no you're screwed for pressure luck month all right i'm ready to go uh-huh. i mean i mean here you
5: got
6: 23743 soon you have a six digit number to worry about
5: 124 110 one, oh, two, two, three, three seven. seven. I was, I was over again. All right,
2: welcome back, everybody. Here
0: with Terry and Sharon. Sharon, here's the okay. month of
4: May. Sharon, our models have really
0: worked. We're dedicating today, a whole so episode to them them them. Showcase off. We're actually going to let them watch our audience members show you your prizes. And now, here's Liesl, ready to show you this new karaoke system. BocaPro Pro Sonic Station, an all-in-one surround sound tower that plays MP3s, DVDs, CDs, and karaoke. The sleek design makes it a stylish addition to any room with an unbelievable sound from Boko Pro. Uh, th- if she's a looker. I'll give him that. Next, Joseph was just dying to model. At least
3: they picked a the looker out of the audience.
0: Pool table.
5: I do like a good pool table.
0: A traditional favorite favorite brand gives this billiards table from Golden West Billiards a clean and distinctive look, accessory package included. (laughs) (laughs) And Karen was just chomping at the bit to show off this brand new trailer. Oh, trailer trailer company's telescoping travel trailer. This versatile 17-foot trailer lowers and raises in seconds. It features an overhead bunk, air conditioning, and 12-foot awning. So thanks, guys. A karaoke machine and pool table, a trailer, and three rested models. Things couldn't be better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they totally yeah, snubbed uh, the guy.
0: What you say, you want to bid on that or pass it on to Terry? I don't
9: know. I like that trailer. How big is the trailer? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass.
0: 17 foot. Drew.
2: 17 foot. She's passing it on to Terry. Terry, what do you bid for all that? It would have been an 18 foot trailer. She might have bid on it. But it was only a 17 $23,743. $23,743. Wow. That's a very exact bid. Good luck. Sharon, here's your <laughs> showcase.
6: Sharon, you want to show. If yeah, only no, no, was looking directly at one place in that audience. All
3: right, take me off for a second. All right, put me back up.
5: All right, welcome back, everybody.
2: Sharon. At all those trips around the world, for Basically,
5: what Brian paused for a second? Basically, what Brian just said is, fuck your showcase, Sharon.
2: For $25. Actual retail price $31,019. Whoa. Difference of $494. Whoa. Terry. What, was this the
5: $250 era or the $500 era? $2,000. Still $250. Yep.
2: Actual retail price $25. $500 was only on prime time.
4: And notice. I'm glad that you went ahead and you got back to that because pay special attention to the delivery of this news.
3: I mean, we're going to talk about this in depth here. and This is not going to be the first time. Oh yeah. He 100% knew. And we're Mm going to get into that in a minute.
9: Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Terry. Yeah. The trailer jukebox. Bit $23,743. Actual retail price, $23,743. You got it right on the
7: nose. We won in showcases. Hasn't happens in
2: 72 or 73. Right on the nose. We won $56,437 for the prizes
8: today. Folks,
2: help control the pet population. Don't forget to get your pet spayed or neutered. See you next time on Price is Right. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs>
6: According to all the research that I could do, and I did a lot all right, go of and pull research the clip. I did a lot of research on this one. I believe that two dollar was the record at the time. It was it was I, because I did even... not find that until the month we were actually doing. The price is right here on
4: Side like Game Show. So, because okay. it broke the yeah, previous cool. record, which was four dollars, and that From was even the full. premier in '72.
5: Ah, uh, stepping 2, on people's finishes, a Jonathan Nilson exclusive.
6: <laughs> yeah, that was a twenty-five oh four versus a twenty-five hundred bid. Four dollars. And there was a modern era five too. So a lot of single digiters, but that's the exacto.
4: Yeah. Th- 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 there, yeah like? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say he wasn't entirely stepping on my finish because what I was going to say was it was even before when you had the institution of the $100 window. Yes, he's
5: correct. That was from the premiere. So no double showcase on the $4 bid then? Nope. Well, that ain't that All right, Brian, are you okay over there? Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm trying to queue up a clip.
5: Okay, so while he's working on queuing up a clip there. Okay, so Patrick actually commented there. It's like he knew. Um, we'll get into the documentary more specifically here in a few moments. I'm sure Brian's going to go go about this at length there. Uh, Carrie has said on multiple occasions when he's talked about this, that he was pulled aside before the reveal by the, the executive producer at the time. It was a woman. I forget the woman's Kathy something or other. Kathy Kathy fingers, Greco, Kathy Greco. And was told that, uh, we have a problem.
3: And one of the, I got it. I got it. I got, I got my clip, which is actually going to explain exactly what you're saying. So let's go to the clip. All right, I'm we, we now clip. we now show an excerpt from something we will definitely be talking about at length here. Uh, Perfect bid, the contestant who knew
6: too much. Uh, do me a favor, kill the closed captioning.
7: But the second Terry made that
2: bid, I saw Kathy Greco, who is now one of the producers. She's got a clipboard. She's just
3: standing there watching, and watching, and
5: she just turned and watched. Audio only the area that I- was.
3: I think the screen. Great job, John! You caused it to bork. Just clicking a closed caption button caused it to
6: bork. Apparently,
3: that caused YouTube to bork. Yes.
4: No, because I saw the closed captioning that was already there. I think it's.
5: I think it's because of the fact that it's a, a movie with ads on the show. It blacks out when you try to screen share it.
6: That's a thing on here.
5: Because yeah, I've had that I've, problem, I've, I've had that problem with videos on YouTube when I've been on my video calls with Eva too, watching shows with her.
4: Not to mention the fact that we actually dealt with something similar way back when Harry and I did our alternate commentary. Turned out to be the premiere for the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, which this week will be available. Wednesday. Okay, give me,
3: give me like to stall for like two minutes for me then, and I'll
4: well, have this another way. Well, while you right. we were doing that, it is about that time. It's actually well past that time to remind everybody. Wait, wait, what? Go. Yes.
5: Thank you. You are listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services: iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Castbox, Apple Pod, Google Pod. Rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Check us out on Overcast and watch us in video format on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You did mention iHeartRadio, didn't you? I did. It's one of my first ones. Mwah. iTunes, iHeartRadio. There you go, hmm. and I managed to get that entire—I managed to get that entire plug off in about thirty seconds.
4: Also, check
5: shut out up, Watkins. I am trying so hard. What was hmm. that, Nielsen?
6: Also, be sure to check out our Discord link in the um, place where you find links. Oh yeah, I did forget yep. that.
5: Thank you, Jensen. I appreciate it. And. If you're interested, all of the content that we are giving you guys tonight, talking about the contestant who knew too much, the perfect bid, which is what we're about to get into the Kevin Pollak's sh- chat show with Drew Carey. And I think there's a few other clips and other assortia that we will be linking in the show description as well, so that you too can do your own deep dive into the Drew Carey era of the Price is Right, this week's presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. You get over there, Brian? I'm please hold I'm being resourceful. Okay, so he's he is working on we're going to
6: next week.
5: Well, yeah, well, then why don't we go ahead and talk about what's the upcoming schedule here on Life is Like a there, Game show? Why he's couple, working on that a real quick. Of
6: syndicated and nighttime specials of the prices, right? Those are gonna be our focus next week. We're talking about Dennis James in the 70s, we're gonna go into Tom Kennedy in 1985. We're going to talk about this thing in 1994 that I'm not particularly much of a fan of, but the man above me very much is. And these things called million-dollar specials. One with salute to the troops. Million-dollar uh, dollar well, If you're talking
3: about me, I can't hear you. I've got loud audio in my ears. Oh, right. we know.
6: The um million-dollar spectaculars.
8: Yes,
4: And we're and going include- to bring it... Well, I was going to say we're going to bring it full circle because what we tried to do with the original deep dive—it happened to be during the 50th anniversary special. Needless to say, that train wreck will not be repeated, as we will include that properly in the specials for next week. So I need to watch the uh, 50th anniversary episode.
5: I I need to go back and watch the 50th anniversary episode. Gotcha. All right. Um, In two weeks' time, it will be the Clip Show meets The Price is Right. As we delve into things that we may have missed, uh, important clips along the timeline, various... Additional resources of different games that we've enjoyed over the years. We also have our game breakdown as well. We're not going to go into every game, but I'm going to prepare you gentlemen ahead of time with this question. What are your five most favorite pricing games? What are your five least favorite pricing games?
4: The most favorite isn't going to be that bad for me. Least favorite though Surprisingly enough, that's going to be tough.
6: i got two words for you, Professor Price. Okay,
5: there you you go. I actually liked liked Professor Price, but okay. Uh, Are you ready over there, Mr. Espinoza? Yes. Then we now return things to your host for the week, Brian Espinoza, as we delve into the perfect bid.
2: Made that bid. I saw Kathy Greco, Are you who is kidding now me? one of the producers. She's got a clipboard. She's this just was working there and in the watching, preview. 30 and seconds. She just ago. turned and walked
5: over to this uh, apparently the audio from the perfect bid. No. Yeah, no.
4: It's a similar thing and it goes across a lot of platforms because again. ESPN, when we did the alternate commentary, or, or it was called the I screen. ran into the same a, issue. Kind of The
6: production people sat behind this. Anyway, I have been a mathematics teacher. I guess
4: so, I'm yes, the it's, the, it's the screen sharing. So, you're going to have to do it audio only. No, I have a, yet another way I can get around this. Are you talking about your tools of the trade that we've discussed? I'm
5: uh, well, he just yes. went. He just he just went man down. So I'm assuming that he is currently working on his potential attempts in order to do that. What do you have against? Okay, you know what? So we have to stall until of,
6: uh, pricing games that I'm particularly fond of. Three strikes.
5: Uh, I like three strikes, but I feel like it's one of the more difficult games.
6: Well, Brian, that could there, be you another to, uh, conversation. Reach to the bag for a third pull, and uh, the first two pulls did not go over so well. Doesn't even have
5: any of the digits
4: of the car on the board.
5: Okay, we're being yelled at by the host to keep it on topic, so we will. Mm -hmm. All right, um, we'll talk about, so the contestant that you guys saw, and I'm going to try to talk my way through this. I mean, I feel like we're probably going to have to reset it in order to be able to go back to the clips and everything anyway, but that's just me, but anyway. All right, back to it. Um, The contestant that you just saw, his name is Terry Neese. T-E-R-R-Y-K-N-I-S-S. The $23,743 Perfect Showcase bid. So, uh, Terry was not the one who actually came up with that number. And Terry will tell you in an interview that does air during the Perfect Bid documentary that we are currently trying to be able to show you guys the video footage of, that he thought of the numbers on his own, there is proven evidence that that is not the case. Terry, ne- Terry Neese is a weasel. Oh, they're good.
6: Um, I have a clip to evidence what went on oh, during the perfect bid. But a little bit earlier, again, this is a Bob Barker-era clip that sort of sets it up. Contestants with
4: very good memories. Now, before I go ahead and so show this, we going through the whole spiel. We'll go through this until Brian's ready. All right. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I will let you. I
6: I
5: will. The lovely uh, Shane has for
9: you folks to bid on. It's a fun new motor scooter.
5: Is this what I think it is?
9: A motor scooter from Honda, the Elite 80 with its. 80 Pause PC for a second, real engine. quick. It has
5: Give me a quick pause. Go ahead. Uh, is, this, is this what I think it is with uh, with uh, Theodore in the audience?
6: Not Theodore, no. Uh, pay attention to the second contestant in Contestant's Row. Okay.
9: It's easy to handle for a super fun ride. And you get to bid on this first bar. $1,700. $1,700, Michael.
1: Exactly, $2,148.
9: His bid is twenty-one forty-eight. That's an interesting bid. How did you settle on twenty-one forty? I seen that on your last week, and that was the exact price. I know that <laughs> <right. laughs> I, I watch you every day.
5: He is a loyal friend and true. You yes. Mm-hmm.
9: Now, you were laughing and you didn't hear what else he said. He says he watches every day. Now, if he wins this, you'll see that loyalty to this show paid off. What do you sure does. On? Why bid it all? He has the exact price. Well, what are the bids so far? The bids so far are seventeen hundred and dollars $1,800. $1,800, Noelle. $1,500. $1,500 for her. Nah. <laughs> now. Wait. wait a minute. <laughs>
7: Wait just a darn minute.
9: Michael is already leaping around down there. He says he's got it. Now we'll just find out whether you got it or not. We have a lot of scooters, you know.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You notice the Regis stall by Bob here.
9: 2148. You'll wonder where he learned it from.
6: The OG Bob Barker. now exactly right. Watch this. I've waited
9: 31 years for this moment. It's well, an honor, sir. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show and thank you for your loyalty. And I'm delighted that you got that price exactly He wants to right. play hole
5: Where's in one price? apparently.
9: Oh, he's 500 dollars That's
5: right.
9: <laughs> like, Let's not forget that. Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> beg your pardon. You see, I was so excited about you. Your answer and everything that I I just I barely forgot. About. Would you settle for four? Wait, well, you know me. One. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, I'll be a to cheap I today. Want to give you
9: all of this as well. A lovely table with side chairs, an elegant My
5: grandfather clock and an electric. He's airplane. playing race game. Buy or sell The one with, No, look at it, the podiums Buy or sell Oh, where you have to end up in the positives To win the prizes next, an
9: elegant clock for R- Okay,
5: okay. R- Race R- game is the one where they have the four price tags And, and you have to like match the price tags To the correct price, correct? Bingo
6: Okay
5: Yeah, well, that's why I thought it was a race game because. But you're right. Okay. um,
6: Rod's doing his read. I need it quiet. Once Rod's done the the read. Now his loyalty goes. (laughs) Oh, keep going. Yes, keep going.
9: Even beyond what we might have imagined. You live where? Statesville, North Carolina. And you flew out here. Me and a friend of mine. We flew out here yesterday. Just for the just show, I'm flying back tomorrow.
5: You are
9: a loyal friend and quite true. the accent on well, old boy, I don't boy right there. I'll tell you how to play this game, but let me just remind any viewer who hasn't seen it recently that he should buy if he thinks the price Again, with is With the loyal friend,
5: friend in true, still, too. If
9: you think the price is high. Now, Michael, on the dinette set, a price of $19.70. What? Buy, buy, buy that. The clock. Let $3. him. $5.75. One question What's the brand name of the clock? The brand name of the clock, Rod. The name it? of the clock. It's an elegant from Ridgeway. It's from Ridgeway. Ridgeway. Let's, let's buy. Buy the clock. And sell the fireplace. Sell the fireplace at twenty six right. Can you let now, Bob you finish,
5: guy? Jesus.
9: You make a few dollars, you get yep. the money and that all good? three prizes. 19 Buy. What's the price? Uh,
7: bring Go our host buy. back.
9: You made... $300 $300 and we go to the clock 2575 by the price is you got another $500 <laughs> now you're up to $800 profit does he, he get the cash as well you were yes i would mm-hmm. you money at no end. you don't owe us money unless you lose more than $800 on this <laughs> <laughs>
5: rewind There's that a little bit please Yep, i missed it
9: completely... <laughs> all
4: right i gotta go this is what to. it's all about right here
9: five hundred dollars now you're up to eight hundred dollars profit i'm hoping i would know you money then the, end the you were hoping what i wouldn't know you money at oh no, you don't owe us money unless you lose more than eight hundred dollars on this <laughs> you know This guy makes me feel completely useless up here. No, there will always be a use for you, Bob. Well, don't tell me what it is. (laughs) Michael, there will be no one more disappointed than I if you don't make a a lot of money on this. Fireplace, $26.50, sell. What's the price? 1750 He
6: made $900. You've
4: won $1,700. I think he called that last price correctly. No, he said it was $2,150. He's the biggest cash winner ever in
9: this game, and he deserves it. And we'll have our first showcase show. All right, so I have a question
5: about this game real quick, and then we can go back into our conversation on Perfect Bed. Um, Do you get the prizes as well or just the cash difference?
4: Cash and prizes.
5: Ooh, fancy. So okay. So the mm-hmm.
4: issue with the prices,
6: right, is um, they're environmentally friendly. They recycle.
4: Reduce, reuse, recycle.
5: Definitely reuse over and over and over again. Dun, dun, dun.
6: Dramatic <laughs>
5: All right, Mr. Espinoza, the floor is yours. Um, yeah, so
3: I officially hate HDCP. And for those of you who work in the video industry, you know what
4: that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I was trying to warn you about. Look, I, I, I'm I, very, very
3: creative in how to get around certain things like HDCP. I... I and I'm s- surprised that every single one of the methods that I just tried has spectacularly blown up in my face because some of them are damn near foolproof.
4: I'm sorry, mathematicians who I took a graduate level class about coding and all the different stuff from video and how certain files come up certain ways. Oh, That's well, why well, I well, was. Who taught that one? Yeah. Dr. Dan. Yeah. Anyway, out to Dr. Dan Belbus, You the man. I graded for him. Legit.
6: Also, um, yeah, seems uh, we pulled three strikes today.
3: Yeah, uh, we pulled three strikes indeed. So uh, we cannot air clips from The Perfect Bid. Uh, however, it's available free on YouTube uh, and Amazon Prime Video and a whole other slew of streaming services. You can go su- watch
5: it yourself. I suppose we could probably do audio ex- audio excerpts, though. Eh, not the same.
4: Eh. Many have tried. It'll- all have failed.
5: The link to the YouTube version of The Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much, will be in the show description yes. beneath you as you watch this episode. Um, so we were talking about how Drew Carey
3: knew that Terry Nees hit the bid right on the nose, right? So Terry put his bid in, and he was the second one to put his bid in because um or actually no she she passed she passed the showcase her, to him. Yep. So once she put her bid in you know all is well but I swear the second that the, the, the and it even says it in the, uh, in, the in in that documentary the second that he gave his bid, Fingers Greco walks over to the puppet booth, which is basically a backstage control area, uh, producer control zone, where they keep all the standards and practices stuff like the prize lists and all that, all that stuff. Um, they can also um, control all of this, the camera switching and they see all of the camera monitors and stuff. She goes and just stares into a monitor and does not remove her eyes off of the screen for like 10 good minutes.
6: Not yet, Er, not
3: yet. But she puts a bid in. They go to commercial and there is a full on stop down. Like, not. For for those of you who I I, we may have talked about this last week, but Price is Right taped true to 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 air, right? Which basically means it's a sixty it's a sixty minute show. They taped in sixty minutes. They taped in real time. What happened? What what was what was on tape? There was very minimal editing done to the show. Um, the only
5: time they the only um. Sorry, just to touch on that there. uh They talk about this in the documentary as well. The only time they would edit the show is if there was an issue setting up one of the pricing games in order to be played. I mean, yeah, there's... I'm not
3: saying editing was unprecedented, but generally speaking, editing didn't happen. It was
6: rare. Damn
3: rare. Um the crew that worked on the prices right was amazing to the point where if they knew that they had the the minute and 22 seconds to of a commercial break to to get stuff in line for after the break then they
4: were on top of it <laughs> or, um even with Or Bob's return when the crowd would let them go on that would be one of those rare instances yeah
5: excuse me um well, it's, e- it's easy to make that up. You just play uh, quicker pricing games in order yeah, to they, that time they the that
3: they The pricing games were well-balanced so that you had wiggle room in the schedule. Um, if they were going to mm-hmm. play a pricing game that they knew had the potential to go long, they would put shorter pricing games in to cover that gap. Or they would put harder to play pricing games in. But... For example,
5: the only thing that could really
6: jeopardize the show running over is a lot of ties and spinning of the wheel.
5: Real quick for me, too. uh, For example, one of my favorite pricing games is one of the potentially longest pricing games on the show, Ten Chances. Yeah,
6: that one can go a while.
5: So,
3: they pulled a stop down which means everything stopped, right? Kathy Greco, which is one of the executive producers of the show. um, Actually, I don't know if she was executive producer yet, but she's definitely one of the senior producers of the show. uh, Comes out with the clipboard in hand, motions for Drew to come over, and she points at the clipboard, and on it is a note written, he got the perfect bid. And... Everybody is freaking out. Um, Ted Slauson is. This is this is where I have to introduce Ted Slauson. is
6: uh, still.
3: Ted Slauson, aka Theodore Slauson, uh, was a mathematics assessment instructor. I was just going to sp- review it. Reviewer, reviewer as well.
5: I was just going to real quick, S-L-A-U-S-O-N for anyone interested in looking him up. We'll, we'll make sure it's in the description.
3: Um, where was I? Oh, right. Um, this is Ted Slauson. He recognized very early on as a kid that the Price is Right reused a lot of prizes. Uh, so much so... That he built a Visual Basic 6 program.
6: Hey, it wasn't VB6, it was probably like a Q Basic back then. No,
3: it was no, BB6. it was in VB6. Somebody has somebody hasn't watched the documentary.
6: I did. It was just a long time ago. And huh, something about writing code in vb 6 to do game show stuff. I know nothing about
5: that. is that what is that what the uh, is that what the, the the program was called that he used in order to create his own little mini prices right game
6: oh no please keep that share up <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about with visuals vis, uh, visual studio and visual basic
4: 6.0 so so you so you're not a fail grammar after all hmm okay Set choice <laughs> Continue.
5: Um, it appears that he's looking for something. You're
6: looking for
4: a still?
3: <laughs> Y'all have gotten to know me pretty good by now on some of these
5: things.
4: You have some pretty easy
5: poker tells by now. I feel like he might be going into the archives for your guys' game show run in order to find your Price is Right programming.
3: Damn, Harry's good.
6: <laughs> you have a
3: right yes there. we do you
6: have
3: a i'm having <laughs>
6: I... Touché, Toby, touché.
3: if i could figure out where the hell
5: it ended up <laughs> i have uh i have to say i've been having an especially accomplished episode tonight i've been on like a I pretty s- good role
4: Like I said, you think of some lotto numbers, share them with me on our (laughs) private part of the Discord. I'll get you a 10% cut after taxes. What? No, that's not
5: it. 20 or bust, homie. 15 pre-tax off the top. No, because I'm going to lose that 5% in
3: taxes. I thought we had it. Apparently we do not.
6: Are you looking for this folder?
3: Visual? Yes. <laughs>
6: All right. Where am I going?
3: I was just going to open up the project and show the project on screen. <laughs> because apparently I don't have that. I don't have that on over here on this machine unless it's... Yeah, I don't have that. Apparently,
5: <laughs> apparently Nielsen doesn't have it either.
4: No, Um, there's a lot that he has to click through. VB6 uh, is old.
6: with VB6 and Windows 10.
3: This is a programming language that was designed for Windows 95 98 operating system.
5: My first computer was a Windows 98.
6: For what was being worked on at the time, flip flop.
3: Yes, he did something very similar to this. He made a program in Visual Basic six to help him keep track of the prizes.
5: Um, well, you either you either have to flip or flop or flip flop. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm.
6: Very few options It makes it easy to code.
3: Anyways, enough of I'm the uh, enough of the, the the company trade secret confidential Rudiment- code information.
5: rudimentary computer programming. Very rudimentary.
3: In the case of that price, in the case of the price is right, yes. Other shows that the company has recreated,
4: we're pushing Visual Basic to its absolute limits. Hence, fail grammar. Trust me. Yeah, I said it. I was in the room.
3: It's not as bad as you think it is.
4: Not now.
6: <laughs> you, sir, are pressing your luck.
4: All no, right, but anyway,
3: so, so, so I introduced to you Ted Slauson, uh, a loyal friend and true of the show. Former contestant. And eventual former contestant, uh, having appeared on the show 23 times before he was picked as an audience member. He realizes that the show uses the same prizes over and over again. He starts look, or he starts. He creates this Visual Basic program. He also creates an a, a DOS based program that's like a mini Prices Right home game type thing. He can play Punch a bunch. He can play one bid in you know, a couple of pricing games.
6: It started in DOS, eventually put the visuals on it.
3: Um, he yeah. starts, he's he's a mathematical tutor and test assessment writer.
6: I think those buggers that uh, insert company name here that uh, I use a lot of their textbooks and software and whatnot, that build all these standardized tests. Yeah, one of them. I don't
3: like those people. Visiting. Man, man, the man, like my two compatriots above me here, have a very good affinity to numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, needless to say, the man becomes a walking encyclopedia on the price is right prizes. Give him a prize with the right options. He'll tell you exactly how much it cost. If there were multiple options, you couldn't stump him.
6: He was the Schwab of pricing that uh,
3: such. He did get stumped. He did get stumped a couple times, though, including on the show where Bob Barker chided him for it. So did the Schwab. So, yes, it fits. He, he's like he's like and you see Theodore the producers backstage told me we do have a a model of that prize that cost 7218 however we changed the options up on the prizes to fool loyal friends and true like you
6: to which he was like well played clerk next <laughs> time gadget
3: uh, pretty much, he was literally like that. Gave me the wake-up call that I actually have to start paying attention to the prize descriptions.
6: He needed to step up his game,
3: and he needed to step up his game. Well, and
6: he did. Dun dun dun.
3: He did. Uh, he gets on. He wins his pricing game. Unfortunately, he gets bad luck at the wheel, and he gets eliminated. So he leaves with a Berkeley recliner, $1,100, because um, he got the $1 bid, or he got the perfect uh, one bid, uh, and then he won $1,000 in his pricing game as well. Um, punch a bunch, ironically yeah, enough. Yeah, punch a bunch. Um which he made the right decision. He The first punch he gets was $1,000. He takes the money and runs. And everybody, the audience, everybody's like booing him. Because it's like, why do you take it? Why do you run on the first punch? And it goes $50, $25. Or sorry, it goes $50, $100, $25. Or something like that. 500 250 50 And it's like, yep, he made the right call. So you
5: can see him in the documentary. You'll see him mouth towards the audience. I told you so once Bob reveals that final $50.
6: Unlike the guy who turned in uh, 5,000, got the 10,000 on a different episode.
5: You mean me? Sorry, Brian. Go ahead.
3: You mean me? The guy's name was Brian with a Y. You beat me.
6: Oh, <laughs> sorry, missed the reference. More on that week five.
5: So back to it.
3: He he gets he 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 has his one and done, and you know he he gets to be really um, what call it? Uh, he gets he 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 has his moment with Holly because uh, he loves Holly. Um, he's got the shirt. I'm here to kiss Holly. Sorry, Bob. He's got the whole shtick going. Holly's really nice with him. Um, and Bob Barker retires. Drew Carey takes over. They announce new eligibility rules. Where in the Bob Barker version, contestant eligibility was once you play, you're never eligible again in your life. It's one and done. Doesn't matter how long it's been between you playing. That's it.
6: This, I believe, was done in conjunction with the 40th anniversary mm-hmm. where they did bring back some former
3: contestants. Um, they changed things when Drew took over. Um, and specifically when Mike Richards took over as the executive producer. Mm. All right. All right. I'm going to be saying the name a lot. I don't need crossbones every time I say it.
6: Yeah,
3: you do. Um, Roger Dobquitz had just recently been fired from the show. Ted uh, Ted goes on the show thinking, "Oh, okay. It's been ten. It's been over ten years since my last appearance, which is what they uh, revised the contestant eligibility requirements to. Is if you have been on the show as long as it's been more than ten years, you were reeligible. Again, standard eligibility rules apply. Of you can't be related to anybody that works on the show. You can't work for Mark Goodson." for mantle cbs etc so on so forth um basically you can't work you can't work or be related to anyone that have that might have any inkling of possible prior knowledge to what could happen on the show standard game show eligibility rules um so he goes to the prices right after kind of abandoning it for a few years, so to speak, uh, and pursuing other hobbies because he already had his uh, 15 minutes of fame, if you will. Um, and he tries to get back on the show, and he's in line with Terry Neese and his wife, Linda. Terry ends up getting on the show, goes through plays a perfect game gets to the showcase looks over at Ted Ted told his wife the exact amount of the showcases he's adding it up in his head while they're reading it off
6: Greco's got her eyes open
3: um Greco had her eyes open because they knew the prices right staff knew about Ted Ted uh theodore slossom right um there have been a few times where he had gotten alert where, where he had made himself known and not in the good way to the price is right staff including one time where he attended a taping of the price is right and ended up sitting next to mark goodson's secretary who was a good friend of Fingers Greco, who had gotten tickets, VIP tickets to the show through her. And at one point in the in the broadcast, uh, uh, at one point in the taping, Fingers Greco motions over to the secretary saying, hey, I need you to look and check if this guy is cheating somehow.
6: Dun, dun, dun! because
3: sorry for the interruption nobody on prices right staff could honestly believe that this guy was a pricing savant if you will uh and could remember the prices of you know literally thousands of upon thousands of prices
4: Prizes, not prices
3: Prices, Prices
4: of, of prizes. prizes. It's hard when you're one away like that in terms of letters and words. Nice um mop. no monkey. I wasn't, yeah. So uh,
3: so fast forwarding uh Ted had already told his wife Linda, um Terry's wife, Linda, not his wife. Um Ted is happily married. Um, the price of his showcase, of Ted's showcase, or Terry's showcase, excuse me. Too many similar names and words here right now. He didn't want to attract that much attention to himself. So he was like signaling 24,000 or 23, 000, what was it, 24, 180
5: something? 23,743, he's signaling yeah, 23,000. So,
3: yeah, so he's sitting there singla- signaling 23,000. Like, I don't want to draw that much attention to myself. Um, You know, he, he kind of smartened up because he, he kind of also figured it in from out in the past as well, where if he's in the studio, Quits knew him. Bob Barker would recognize him when he saw him on, on tapings. Like, people knew who he was. And they tended to keep an eye on him. Especially to make sure that he didn't violate one of the show's rules of telling people, hey, I memorized the prices, just look at me when you get up on stage. It was actually a very strict rule they had in the lineup and in the studio for contestant taping. Or for contestants and audience members. Yep, can't let them know
4: you're a bandit.
3: Um... And yes, Harry, like I said, Dobquits had just recently been fired by the time Perfect Bid had come out. Um, so he gets the Perfect Bid. They're in full stop-down. The entire production staff is panicking. Drew Carey sitting there like, this guy must have cheated. We'll never we'll never probably... People backstage are like, oh, we'll never... We'll, I don't know how we'll ever air this episode. There's no way. Um, standards and practices is getting called and getting, you know, dragged into the studio. And it's, it's an, it's a legitimate, like, you know, five scale, like, like five alarm fire here. <laughs> I say that as
6: we get, uh, uh, apparently there's a wavelength working. <laughs> the, uh, dog with the coffee in the fire of this is fine meme was, uh, flashed on screen for a moment there. But
3: no they're they're sitting there and I think we may have a clip from Harry if he's got it queued up.
5: I don't um, have the I don't have the clip queued up but I specifically remember the conversation from when I watched the podcast. And again
3: well, if, we, if we could if we can queue up the clip it's not I think we can get away with that. Like it's uh, not a YouTube movie so it shouldn't get blocked by Sharing.
5: I I sent the link to Eric. My computer is kind of slowish when it comes to processing. multiple uh, videos.
4: I would need a specific timestamp because it's a very delightful, oh,
5: entertaining
4: two-hour podcast like this uh, one right now.
5: Hm. D- yeah, we've hit the two-hour mark. You're listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on a multitude of different platforms, Including iTunes, iHeartRadio. You you guys know the spiel by now. We'll get into the full details of it all at the end of the show. Now back to your host Brian Espinoza.
3: Um, yeah. So big stop down. Eventually they 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 you know they figure they have to come out. They have to end the show, right? So Drew Carey comes out, and as you saw in the clip, they give him the most deadpan. He gives the most deadpan. You know, delivery ever of you got it right on the nose. Uh, Price is right. As they're investigating, they realize he hasn't broken any rules. He's uh, he's he's a Michael Larson of sorts. Uh, we get more on that in May. Um, and ironic that it's CBS.
6: <laughs> <laughs> the CBS eye is always watching. Because Sometimes CBS. Sometimes
4: it misses what's right underneath it, though. But, hey, CBS cares. Too late, but CBS cares.
3: And they realize he won the stuff fair and square, and they give him the prizes. Terry Nees starts going and doing media and video and all sort of stuff, and he's claiming credit for it. Does give zero credit to Slauson. So, eventually, Slauson comes out, and he makes this documentary, which truly explains what happened. um, All the way from, you know, his tapings in the in the late nine in the 80s and early 90s, all the way up to, you know, that that fateful 2000 day. And the Price is Right was going crazy because they thought this was a, a, an elaborate setup by friends of Roger Dobquitz, who was recently unceremoniously sacked from the show in a very controversial fashion for, frankly, rookie executive producer, Mike Richards, which ended up being uh, the worst decision the Price is Right CBS and Sony could have ever made. Woo-hoo-hoo.
6: And uh, there was a big bucket of Morton's in his hand after that. But he would be salty, justifiably salty, or salty.
3: You can't talk about Carey's run of the prices right without mentioning Terry Neese, the perfect bid, and to a lesser extent, Mike Richards. Mike Richards, the worst producer in prices' rights history.
6: Worst producer,
3: game show history. What the hell are you smoking? He ain't lying. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just trying to limit the context of conversation to The Price is Right, because that's what we're talking about this
4: week. However, if you want to go back and listen to the infamous Mike Richards special, we did a whole episode about that. It is in the W2M Network archives. I
6: think it
3: was January. But... Mike Richards was responsible. Uh, it was brought in by Fremantle and was responsible for. Don't you even? I'm not. I'm not. Don't you even? I'm not. I'm not this time. Because I know it wasn't Endemol, okay? But when you uh, cho- when you stand in front of <laughs> William Shatner and he asks you a question and your mind goes blank.
6: Don't do the- Answer.
4: I think the R.T. does have another answer for double the dollars. Look, I didn't do this to you. You did this to you. Let it continue. Ooh,
6: a
3: time stamp. Um, but yeah, no. Um. You can't you can't not talk about Carey's run without mentioning Perfect Bid, right? There's been a lot that's happened in the Carey run. I mean, he's been on the air for 15 years now. It's pretty much half of Barker's tenure. I mean, Barker went 35 15 is 30, close to hell enough in my
4: book. Also no for government work.
6: Close enough without going over.
4: Um
6: I take it you're uh, putting that
3: timestamp and hard about the use? But yeah, uh, Mike Richards is I, I I honestly have to say solely responsible for the tank in quality of the Price Is Right. Thankfully, uh, Evan Warfell, a longtime veteran staffer of the Price Is Right, has recently taken the helm of show running the show and i expect good things um she's done pretty good with covid i can't hold covid against her because it's covid the show has definitely made it's been affected by covid it's made some changes along with a lot of other game shows that are up and running right now um it does not feel the same the way they've had to do the audience love seat pod things.
5: I mean, it's better than what it was with everybody being off stage, though.
3: It's better than the
5: no audience that they did for a while. That is yeah, that's rude. what I meant. Like, um, people would come out individually as their names are called and then stand at the distance in order to be able to play the one bid.
3: I mean, they're still doing that, but. I'm hoping they return to the traditional Studio 33 layout. Um,
6: It'd be nice to have some new
4: chairs,
3: though. I'm sure they're going to be bringing... I'm sure they're getting new chairs.
4: Maybe, if not the end of this season, beginning of next?
5: I would say probably look out for that around September. Yeah. When the new season starts.
4: I'm I'm almost willing
3: to bet that they're going to put new seating in. Uh, whenever they do go back to the traditional studio layout,
5: Miss Mister Watkins, were you able to pull up the link that I sent you? Yes. All right. So Brian so kind of discussed
6: thing you sent him.
5: Brian just discussed the view from uh, Theodore Slauson's perspective on everything that went down on the Perfect Bid. Here is Drew Carey's. <laughs>
2: We gave away three million dollars, and all of a sudden, like, hey, hey another
1: million dollars spectacular. But this, yeah. this Terry nice fucks changed things up a little bit too. Oh, that dude! That dude uh, who he bid- got it ex- he got the exact amount to the penny, right, on both showcases.
2: Uh, yeah, he won both showcases because he got his showcase on the right to the dollar,
1: right. And somebody on a headset's got to be freaking out. Well, we all thought something happened. Right.
2: It's a long story.
1: Oh, I read, I read almost a, a documentary about the, it. The
2: Inquirer, not the Inquirer, but the uh, Esquire, it was Esquire, right? That wrote an article about it? Yeah. That's pretty much the story.
1: Somebody, I mean, all the press obviously jumped on the fact that, that you were The weren't... Esquire article kind of gives the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look it up. It's a pretty great story, and, and there's no reason. He didn't really, to... he didn't cheat. No, he didn't. It's like the guy with the fucking whammies. He figured out the Repetitive nature of certain aspects.
2: Well, we like we saw the tape of everybody now. we have cameras everywhere on the show, and there's sure. th- the there was a guy, there was a fan group that was upset. Uh, that the there was a producer on the show my first year that had been there 35 years, right? There was he'd been there his whole television career, it was his first job out of college, Definitely. and uh, then he wasn't there my second year of the show, and this fan group, like really liked this guy and they were very upset that he wasn't there anymore
1: they might have blamed you
2: yeah they thought it was me or somebody mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they you know and then i i was like after that and i started changing showcases. i mean it was uh, you and mike, mike richards and they, and they but like we're me. not going to well, go into that for, getting, for him not being there but then i started doing different stuff then they were mad at me for changing things and right. uh, thought the show was spinning out of control without the guy's steady hand and so they were really upset
1: so all that was building up to this,
2: right. right? And so one of the guys from this group, they were like super fans, where they were like at the end of every show, published on their website, like who did what, what the amounts of all the prizes were. Like it was. There
5: like is an actual Prices Right website archive and, uh, that has so like he's, all. These he's, details. The he's referring. Like
2: every, pause pause the video for a like moment. Every
3: He's he drew carey here is actually referring to if I remember if I'm correct, and I'm like about 85 90% certain on this. He is referring to the goldenroad.net forum community, who is a diehard fan group who did indeed prefer Roger Dobquitz to to remain the showrunner of the show, and they were diehard uh fans of the prices, right. Quite a few of them who lived in the greater Los Angeles area and attended tens, maybe even in some cases, probably hundreds of tapings.
5: I will also throw um, out the possibility. There,
3: there, there was indeed a big uproar on Golden Road about the takeover of Fremantle and of Dobb quits getting sacked and Mike Richards taking over. They were indeed not happy about that.
6: Golden Road.net for the forums.
5: And, and then I actually just found a website to, online um, as well.
4: Link Links there to There you go, Eric. And uh, links that's and the pro- t- Links. Sorry,
5: I'm trying
3: in the description. That's not what I'm trying to say. Okay. Important (laughs) disclaimer here. Links shown on air are not necessarily endorsements of the W2M network staff and management.
5: Correct. This particular one that is showing on air right now, or was showing on air right now to our listening audience, is TPIRE Guide, which is the Price is Right episode guide, which is basically what Drew was just saying right there. Literally... Episode by episode telling you what everybody bid on all of the, the one bids, what the pricing values were for the playing games, what everybody spun on the wheel. Literally, it breaks down every single detail of every single episode. Yeah, TPIREGUIDE.COM
6: EPGUIDE.COM
5: Oh, it is EPGUIDE. You are correct. I'm sorry. The Price is Right episode guide.
6: For example...
5: Back to Drew, though. They
6: even go back to the first episode. Like six
2: new prizes a week on the prices, right?
6: Which is a lot of repeats.
2: A lot of repeats. And they hardly ever changed anything. You'd see the same boat, the same cooker, the same grill, the same cars, and uh, all the time. And uh, hardly any changes. And now it's like like we changed so much. You can't keep up. Right. You know, so it would never happen again. But, um, but it's
1: amazing how it didn't change. The well, you know they would get like, uh,
2: you know, it was a. It was, pro- it, was, it was it was a good show. It was doing well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: well, yeah, why well, gotta fuck things up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like <laughs> yeah. it was fine. The yeah. ratings
2: were good. Like everybody was happy. Yeah. Um. So uh, Bob's always gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> He's never gonna age or get tired <laughs> of doing the show. Um. So uh, this there was a guy from the this. Fan group that was able to, which showed up, and he was in the front row or the second row, the first, second row of the, sh- of the show. I can't remember now uh, during the taping. And uh, he was giving people advice, like people do from the audience. We encourage them to yell out what they think the price is. They're always yelling. Yeah. One guy won a Chevy one time in the show. He was with a friend of his. It was a Chevy salesman. You know, and got every number just, and uh, so what? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. And uh, so this guy was like, Got, somebody got a perfect one bid, got an extra 500 bucks because this guy gave him the price right He'd seen the one bid before. Then uh, some lady was paying one away and got every single number exactly and was like looking at this guy and changing the number because this guy was yelling out no that's five seven. <laughs> you know oh I make that a seven you know she looked back and said she, she, she won a car.
5: The then, guy uh, that he would be I referring to is Theodore Theodore Cla- exactly. sure.
2: For sure one person got a one bid exactly and then I think it was the guy actually that won the thing. But when that guy that that ended up in the showcase, when he was doing his pricing game, he was in door two. And we were really far away from that guy. Oh, yeah. You couldn't hear him. Good. And he lost his pricing game. But then he won on the wheel. Then he got to the showcase. When he got to the showcase, you know, it's three things everybody's seen before. Certainly the guy from the fan, this, this uh, Rain Man dude from the, from the fan group. <laughs> yeah. And he was able to give this guy an amount that happened to be, the exact amount to the fucking pen which i think was like i think the guy was probably as surprised as anybody that he got it to the penny but he's like oh no that's something that's something he added he gave him a, gave him a price it was the price to the dollar and i remember kathy greco was producing the show Is not on the show anymore either she retired but she came out with her headphones she was like like that yeah you know, she didn't like,
3: retire you know,
2: she had a clipboard got the exact amount and i go "I went like what what was the item I feel, there was like there's always like three four things i don't know and i go i go that ever happened before and she goes no
1: that had never happened before.
2: No, so that's what she said right away. So then we had a big, we shut down for like 10 minutes, right? 15 minutes, which is a long time. Uh, and everybody was like, that standards and practice is there. What are we going to do? What does this mean? What does this mean? Yeah, does this have? Is this possible? Right. You know, could this even happen? And we knew that the... the Did someone fa- cheat? That's got to come. Yeah, out. and this fan group had a lot. Of, we knew that this guy was yelling out prices because we knew the people that were in the fan group, but then like... They were always getting a lot of inside information about the show, and we never knew how they were getting their information mm. about things we were planning or things we were doing. They just had a lot of contacts, right. you know, with the, in the show, and they were mad about this guy not being here. So we all thought, like, oh, they're just fucking with us now because they're mad and now they're Oh, they're the in the
1: thirty-five year.
2: Yeah, now they're mad because the guy's not here anymore. They're just trying to fuck with us now, and they got the prices, and then now they're now they're kind of screwed with the show. Right. That's the. That's talking. what's going on
1: during the 10, 15-minute break.
2: Yeah, after everybody thinks, like, so let's give the guy his prize right now. We'll investigate it. And... So
1: when we come back on the air and you're not thrilled for the guy, which is all, all well, fucking Well, I think press I'm, I'm about... fucking, I think I'm fucked.
2: Right, you're out of a job. I think I'm out of a job. You think they're shutting down the show? I think I'm. I think they're shutting down the show. Yeah. I think, well, this is fucking it. I have a soccer team. Yeah. No, I thought, like, this is, no. I'm fucked now. Yeah. You know, I, I had nothing to do with anything. So how
1: shocking that you weren't happy.
2: I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you think I'm giving him a... Slap on the back or whatever. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, you got the exact number. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was like, go fuck yourself. That's, how I, that's if you're gonna fuck the show over, go fuck yourself. Yeah, but I didn't know the whole story at the time. I should have. And then, uh, well, I don't think anyone did. I go, is this gonna? I remember asking, is this ever gonna air? I, I don't know how we could. I remember hearing that from somebody, and I thought they were never gonna air it anyway. Right. So I was like, well, fuck it.
1: <laughs> they said that before you went back on the air. And- I
2: didn't think they could. Right. Yeah, I remember hearing somebody wondering how they could even air it, right. you know, if there was a scandal. Right. You know, and I was like, well, this is fucked. You know, I mean, I was so depressed right then. Sure. And uh, then they uh, turns out that nobody did anything wrong. Like this guy, you can't, by listening to the audio, like if, if somebody happens to have bought the exact GE microwave they were giving away and knows the price and yells it out and the guy wins the microwave fine that's part of the game part of the show yeah we encourage people to yell up. but you should have like the meetings we had
1: but the like, number was like seven six different numbers it was crazy it yeah. wasn't like forty-seven hundred. no you know, it was ridiculous yeah down it was right
2: the, on the yeah it was crazy yeah and so we everybody thought that something happened it's somebody from we thought somebody from the staff was also mad about this and was cooperating with the fan group and was like, just to fuck the show over, gave the guy the price of the showcase.
1: Yeah, you didn't have to be Oliver Stone to see a conspiracy theory going down. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, there was such an investigation, you can't believe, and... uh, Turns out? Turns out the guy was just, was able to, because we never... He beat the game? Be, yeah, because we didn't repeat because we repeated prizes so much, he was able to just like memorize all the major ones we give away.
1: Yeah, the story on this car is this guy would like flashcards. He was a weatherman, and he was he had he had made a thirty-something-year career of his own memorizing stats for other w- lines of work. It's not tough to do throughout his life. It wouldn't have been tough for anybody to do. To it's not a rainman to thing. beat the prices, right. right? Yeah,
2: back then, but now. Back then. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. we could have the same car every single prize and you would never get it if, it were, if it's a $19,000 car one time it will change the options and make it a $21,000 car a $20,000 car a $25,000 car
1: and now it's more of a game you know now it's not a memorization scale.
2: yeah it's more of a game you really yeah it's more of a game
1: well it's kind of what the heart of the game was when it was launched sure and over the years yeah well you know yeah you do get a
3: uh, comp- the- we we can go ahead and stop the video there uh, Drew Carey makes a very good point. I mean, that's exactly what the Price is Right staff did after Perfect Bid. They realized, holy shit, we'd use the same prizes over and over again to a degree of consistency where people can memorize the prizes,
4: memorize the prizes, the amounts, all the different packages. Wham, bam, do the math. Because and and you can and Ted Slauson even says
3: it in Perfect Bid. On a good show, they add two to three prizes a week.
5: I think he like said... new well, prizes. Yeah, I think on the documentary, he actually specifically states that for the taping cycles that he went to, uh, there for each of the taping cycles that he went to, they would tape the full week worth of episodes inside of three days. Two, two, and one. Uh, they would introduce maybe four or five new prices on every taping cycle, and that was it. Everything else was just repeated and refloated from previous episodes.
6: So, And, And while it works,
3: it works. But just like a certain other CBS game show had to scramble after somebody broke the bank... Let's break the bank on CBS, because if it was, that should be a monkey.
5: Be
6: right I, back. I'm going to do some research. I don't
4: think so, though. No, I don't, I don't think I don't, it was.
5: I don't remember that. I don't even remember that game show. Hold on. Now I got to go to YouTube and find that show.
6: Um, 76 and 85, respectively, for its two versions.
5: One Season Wonders? I think so, yeah. It would explain why I've not heard of it. Carry I'm waiting on, for, Mr. Espinoza. I'll wait for a conversation oh, if I get my monkey. ABC and then Cindy.
6: No monkey. Damn. Bob Barker is not pleased.
3: No, that was a good, that was good. It was it was a good try. Well,
5: more for the prices right fail music attached to that it. That
6: was a dot ball.
5: You impressed the cricketeer over there. <laughs> well played. Somebody's learning cricket. I think all of us are, which might be the scariest part of all of this. Cricket
4: to the but, max.
5: Yes, it's still is... not fucking happening. Or whatever.
4: Speaking
3: of shows or whatever uh, you can join me for League to the Max or whatever here on the W2M Network Monday nights.
6: Uh, you could say that was a segue. Uh, But anyways,
3: (laughs) mute this man.
5: (laughs) Those red lights are awfully fucking bright, especially this late in an episode. (laughs) Uh,
3: More like wickets, Toby, and we're going to be taking Jonathan's wicket over there in about two seconds.
5: He's in him. He's getting himself into a sticky wicket.
3: Uh, yeah, speaking of sticky wicket cricket this evening, uh,
4: weather conditions over there at the uh, Kartama Oval not looking so great. Well, they're dealing with a combination of abnormal rain and a Sahara sandstorm.
3: Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving moving right along here. Uh, yeah, no, The Price is Right. They had to- they had meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. The meetings themselves had meetings. Yo, dog! I heard we like meetings. To uh, to quote to quote Futurama, I chaired the subcommittee to revise the color that that book was printed on. We kept it gray. That was the level of meetings that they had about they, prizes.
5: They had meetings to set up meetings.
6: Yeah, uh, CBS heads were all over the place.
5: Um, just like they
3: were after a certain uh, other CBS major game show incident that we will be talking about in the month of May.
6: Man, it's like CBS goes through this every 20 years
3: or so. Yeah, they're they're overdue for one then.
5: <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> and ironically enough, uh, Pressure Luck was, was late 80s, correct, for Lawson? Mid. Mid. Mid 80s, so about 20-ish years after the uh, 21 scandal as well. Like closer it, to, closer uh, to 30, but yeah. Again, the average is 20 years
3: <laughs> for a for a major game show scandal.
5: We will talk about the, the 21 scandal a little bit more this Sunday when Quiz Show gets on yep. trial <laughs> with the Rattle Engine Broadcasting Network.
3: Uh yeah, shout out to our friends over uh at the uh at the Rattletrap shows also part of the W2 web network. Uh, we hope Mark is enjoying his vacation.
5: We'll get to more conversations about that a little bit later on in the broadcast. But all right, so So, but,
3: but yeah, they 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 have meetings on meetings to, to and they change up like everything prize-wise, right? If it had an option, they went for it. The mm-hmm. options had options. Like any milk and any any nickel, dime, and penny that they could change to to alter a dollar amount on a prize they did, and then some, and then some, right? Um, like
6: if they brought back the pricey game, it's optional. Oh, brother! I
3: I think that I I think that this also led to uh, some of what we heard about during Carrie's tenure of Mike Richards using the show's production budget to go out and buy prizes for the show to use. Which, given what happened with Perfect Bid, is not completely unfathomable or understandable. However... Morally questionable and ethically questionable from the standards and practices end of the spectrum. You
6: damn right. Uh,
5: Are we going to use this to segue into the conversation about the Voldemort of game shows?
3: We're already there. We're already there. No segue needed. I'm just that damn good.
5: Yeah. Like, for okay uh, uh eric you know the All right, uh, to, to to direct you know this at a certain
3: to, to direct this at a certain rancid randy producer let me look into the camera here
7: i'm just that damn good baby shake it bike shake it bike
5: if you're not first you're you're not in a bracket that's what happens Boo. all right uh, eric Given the conversation, if you
3: uh, if you if you don't understand that reference, yes, I am referencing Talladega Nights, and the reason why I'm doing that, well, go back and watch the most recent episode of Point of View, or available in the W two of Network Archives. Uh, Eric, I think we need a
5: graphic here, a specific, nope.
4: Oh, not that one.
5: The other Ah. one that we use with regards to conversations about that person.
4: There you go.
5: So,
3: Fremantle officially, like, is making some serious changes now that Drew Carey's in charge of things. they've They've pretty much come to the conclusion of, hey, it's no longer Bob Barker. We can get rid of all of the legacy that's attached to Bob Barker and leave it with Bob Barker. We can... We can completely reinvent the entire show the way we want to now without having to really worry that, you know, we're going to get pushback from Bob or we're going to get pushback from whoever because we got a new host. We got a we, we, we can get a new announcer like we can do whatever the hell we want now. And uh, needless to say, uh, they were not very happy about that or certain people were not very happy about that.
6: Except for two things. One, the reminder at the end of every episode. And two, no furs.
3: Um, fun fact about the reminder of every episode. There was, and this is somewhere on on YouTube. Um, when Drew Carey first met Bob Barker for the first time, Bob Barker was fully intending... On asking Drew to keep up the, please you know have your pets spayed and neutered at the end of every every episode. And the first thing that Drew Carey told Bob Barker was, "Hey, you don't need to worry. The first thing that I'm or uh, you don't need to worry about spay and neuter." Because I will continue to say it on every episode. It was the very first thing that he said to Bob Barker. That was not... That was a Drew choice. That was not a producers forced it or anything like that. But...
5: I don't know if you saw my message in the group chat, but yeah. Was that on of,
3: Perfect Bid? I thought it was some one,
5: one of the clips with Bar- Barker and Perfect Bid, he talks about the fact of the transition to Drew and Drew approaching him that first day and telling him that he's going to keep Bob's signature sign off.
6: But. Or a version thereof, because
5: he did abbreviate a little bit. I mean, Bob never
3: even said the whole line on occasion, so.
5: He just always made sure that he said, have your pet spayed and neutered.
3: Yeah. You know, it wasn't always a help control, The please help control the pet population, have your pet spayed and
6: neutered.
5: But make sure you also get your bracket producer spayed and neutered as well.
6: Yes. Damn right. And if you've got a problem with that, you can send your hate mail to s.garmer at com.
5: Okay. Back to it, Brian. Continue. And now that we've
3: had enough gimmick infringement for a moment. <laughs> yes. Carry on. Um... You can email your hate mail about gimmick infringers, you can direct all of that to @jtn2002 on Twitter.
6: Ouch.
3: You could play that game, sir. Um Let's talk about Dick of the Week since we're already kind of talking about Dick of the Week, we've gotten started there. Mike Richards Definitely created a hostile work environment on price.
8: Oh, and it's
3: yeah. generally well believed that Mike Richards is responsible for Roger quits getting fired, Kathy Greco getting fired, several of the models being fired in combination with Drew Carey, Rich Fields getting fired. Um, and other several longtime staff and crew members of The Price is Right. Um, the, what I call, second generation of sexual harassment lawsuits to hit The Price is Right, because we had the first one with, you know, Diane Parkinson. Mm-hmm. The second wave, which kind of took over as Bob was retiring, going into, you know, the first couple of years of Carrie mainly brought on by Mike Richards and the leadership and culture that he cultivated within the show's staff and set,
4: it basically, it was a culture change for the worse, yeah, it was, it, cult-
3: it was a culture. It was a culture. When Richards took over his EP and showrunner, it was a culture change for the worst. It was a show shift for the worst. We got a couple of good, new, interesting pricing games that came out of it. But honestly, if you go back and they you, you find the credits as to who developed some of these shows, they were developed by like either in part or in whole. By longtime staffers like Fingers Greco and Roger Dobkutz, and I think Adam Sandler—not the movie star, but the producer—did uh, a few um, that games? that had just that had just like they had been pitched before and fallen to the wayside, but got a second chance, so to speak. No game show pun intended. Uh in in this new revival, so to speak, if the price is right.
6: If I may say though, there's one pricing game that did come out of this era of Drew Carey's own creation that I think was a smash hit. Rat race. It is the quintessential Drew pricing game, I would say. More on that in week five. I
3: think I think gas money and pay the rent are the two quintessential. Drew Carey pricing games.
6: We'll argue that week five.
3: I, I don't think you need to argue it. In Bob's era, you had people making Plinko shirts, right? Plinko, maybe uh hole in one, maybe Lucky Seven, like car games, right? And there weren't very many in Bob's era, but mostly it was Plinko, right. That was the quintessential pricing game of Bob's era. I have a Since good... Right
6: now, I could use some gas money.
4: Well, I also have an interesting Plinko story that we'll get into in week five. But with with,
3: with Drew, I, I think, especially now, the quintessential pricing games for Drew are pay the rent and gas money. You see people making shirts, incorporating pay the rent and gas money into the slogans and sayings and puns on their shirts like, Hey, Drew, I'm here to pay the rent or, you know, something like that. Mm. So I, I, I have to respectfully disagree with you on, on that one about rat race being the quintessential carry show or carry uh, pricing game. But the one thing that I think that Carrie did do well, right? Because we are talking about Carrie. We're going to talk about this more next week.
6: Are we good to get rid of the um, of the week?
3: Yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk about this a bit more next week. Um, because it's technically not part of our it's not daytime prices right it's their primetime specials Mm -hmm. but the million dollar spectaculars carrie handled those spectacularly especially given the fact that
6: spectaculars spectacularly no
3: are you done criticizing my word choice when i'm not trying to make a pun intentionally
6: you did still, though. The Sometimes the best puns are the uninfotential.
5: Carry on. The
3: point being, not everything is a pun up there, funny boy. Um What was I saying? Drew Carey,
4: the, the Million Dollar Spectacular. Oh, right, blues. yeah.
3: No. So Kerry handled the million dollar spectacular, spectacularly, right? Like, I think they brought. It was a it was a test to see how Kerry could perform under that kind of pressure. And he pulled it off well, especially given the fact that the very first million dollar spectacular that Kerry did was a million dollar winner. Because the guy got it, got the double showcase, and well, the rules were: you get the double showcase, you win the million bucks.
6: Wait a minute! Another early load blow. Sounds like power. It's all over again. Anyway,
5: uh, Drew actually talks about that in the Kevin Pollock show. Going back to that again, real quick. We caught the tail end of that conversation before he went into the Nese convo there they actually had a thing with the million dollar spectaculars that you only had to be within a thousand dollars of the actual value of the showcase in order to win the million dollars in the double showcase. Yeah. Cause they thought the showcases that they were
3: offering were so extravagantly overpriced mm-hmm. that nobody would get it within a thousand bucks. Correct. But <laughs> wrong. yeah. First million dollar spectacular out with million dollars or with uh, Drew Carey. Because Bob did like one or two, I believe, before he retired. Um, but Carrie picked it up and decided to roll with it. And his first one out, bam, million dollar winner. Next one out, the the one of the most infamous prices Right clips out there. The girl that wins clock game in six seconds.
5: We will be airing these clips next we'll week. Probably
3: air that. I was going to say we'll probably get that get to that next week.
5: We'll be airing both of these clips next week, both the million-dollar double showcase as well as the the aforementioned clock game clip. In well, if, our... we have,
3: if we have time, yeah.
6: We should. The going to take a lot of
3: time to discuss. We got a lot to discuss next week. Doug
5: Davidson. Enough said. Continue. Don't, don't forget internationals, too, because somebody up there loves his internationals.
3: I can't get it right. Hey, uh,
4: there we go. There we go. That I guy was gonna make a joke so bad. I can't get this it in the is, hole. I can't get it in the hole. Family is that what he, show. What exactly. It's not a hole in one or two. Anyway,
6: moving on. <laughs>
8: yes, we've
5: got it. Nielsen broke That's Eric. True.
8: True. All right.
5: <laughs> Give, give him his monkey. <laughs> Snort laughter for Espinoza. He's earned Goodness his monkey. <laughs> uh, apparently, Kick him out. Kick him out. I appar- want god Kick him out. Apparently, when he's really abused by something, Brian turns into Steve Urkel. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was
3: you that... I want Nielsen. Y ¡Fuera! Nielsen. Y ¡Fuera! Y ¡Fuera! Y ¡Fuera!
7: ¡Fuera! ¡Fuera!
5: ¡Fuera! 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 Is this turning into a sábado, a sábado gigante reference? A gigante reference?
3: Sábado gigante. Sábado gigante con el. Inglis, Francisco,
5: English, por favor. All right, let's go ahead and bring this. Let's go ahead and bring this pony into station. All right.
6: Um, it's 2022. Drew's
5: still hosting. It. It's
3: 2022. Drew's still hosting. He's doing a decent job with you know the pandemic. Price is Right, honestly, I think was one of those shows that as much as I love The Price is Right, I didn't expect it to survive the pandemic because of the type of like heavy participation that it requires.
6: I'll be back in a sec, guys.
3: Um, So I am surprised that it survived. Uh, 50 years on the air. We'll be talking about that special next week in depth. But price is right's in its fiftieth year this year. Amazing. How that's a thing. But the key takeaways I think that you have to give to carry the and the carry run of price is right up to today, right? Are three things. One, you have consistency. Whether you like it or not. George Gray and Drew Carey are here to stay. Oh, yeah. I don't think neither one of them are retiring anytime soon.
4: They are this generation's
3: Bob Barker and Rod Roddy. They really are. Two, you have the themes, the theme shows. They always do, that I know of without fail, three theme shows a year. They do the the April Fool's special, they do the July 4th salute to the troops, and they do the Halloween special. I believe they do more than that, but I know without fail, those three go off every year.
5: One of my favorite things that Kerry has instituted is uh, a dream car week. Uh, Kerry's a huge car guy. And one of the things that he instituted was Dream Car Week, which has just recently happened for this year, where they give away BMWs, they give away Porsches, they give away Audis, they gave away a Tesla this year.
6: They gave away a Dodge Viper in the past. You also got Big Money Week.
3: Again, they have the theme weeks, which, if anything, they're consistent with them, which goes back to point number one. And it makes the show engaging because the problem... And to an extent, Bob Barker wasn't immune to this either, right? Bob Barker just had enough change up in the people that worked with him that it never settled in as bad as I think it's settling in with Carrie. But The Price is Right is slowly getting to the point where if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... I don't it never. Know. It, I don't think it happened. It, it, I don't think you can really say that about Bob Barker, though, because in Bob Barker's era, they introduced pricing games and they rotated pricing games a lot more frequently.
5: That I'll and, agree with.
3: And on top of that, as much as, you know, as much as we miss Johnny O, as much as we miss Rod Roddy, the break between them was perfect. Like, I don't wish ill and I don't want to speak ill about the dead, and I'm not intending to when I say this, but they couldn't have passed away at a more appropriate time.
4: I'm not touching that one. I can't necessarily counter that argument because It's like those sayings go: "You always leave them wanting more." Better to go kind of too soon than stay too long. So, in that particular sentiment, I see where you're coming from. There's let's let's let's
6: poor phrasing.
4: Look, because let's be realistic
3: here, right? Johnny Olsen Johnny Olson wasn't going to go until he passed away. Johnny Olson was going to stay with that show for life. Same with Rod Roddy. Mm -hmm. those two loved that show like it was their own son Mm -hmm. they would have gone until they either passed away or they got to
4: like Bob
3: where they just simply could not physically do the show anymore
4: well and I mean to tie in with my crit and this is gonna sound weird but kind of what happened with Jeopardy and Alex Trebek yeah he called his own shot in essence himself years before
6: johnny Olson. just for context in tv and radio combined from 33 till 85 the guy was a damn institution
5: all right let's go ahead and uh but
3: i i know i know we're getting to a magical number i'm aware i i give him i have my eye on the clock
6: And Roddy from 75 to 03.
3: Yeah, both of them, both of those men were in television for a long time. Drew Carey starting to get there, and so is George Gray. Because a lot of people forget George Gray is also a game show host. He took over for, oh my God, I literally just had her name on the tip of my tongue. He didn't necessarily
4: take over for her, it was daytime version of The Weakest Link. For Ann Robinson, in yes.
6: Show, let's bring this really full circle. Extreme Gong. So, how about that for a full circle?
3: I mean, he did that, but he also mo- most notably did, and and I, a lot of people don't really recognize him for it because of the the personality
4: 180 flip. But he did indeed do the weakest link. Yeah, and a uh, pain, fame, or shame on ESPN as well. So Correct. he's been around.
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. The George Gray version of Weakest Link was syndicated, yes?
3: yes? Yes. I believe that was daytime syndicated, yeah. Yes. Uh,
5: okay, gentlemen, we wrap up our conversation of the Drew Carey era of The Precious Right with a simple, I've got a question. We talked about the fact that it's over the over the years the novelty of the show is worn off. Obviously, for us, the nostalgia is real when it comes to the Bob Barker era of The Price Is Right. Maybe not so much in the current times, with especially with the COVID pandemic restrictions on The Price Is Right as is. Gentlemen, my question to you is simple: How often do you still watch The Price Is Right?
6: I work when it's on the air. Can't do it. I mean, it,
5: that's I, if you have Paramount+.
6: Plus, I, 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 will say this,
3: because um, I don't. I feel like the unanimous zero is kind of giving a damnation to the prices right here. I feel warranted to kind of have to explain. I to still watch. Extent. I still watch,
4: and I'll explain
5: mine as well, but real quick. I still watch before you guys give your explanations. I still watch at least once or twice a week, depending on. Uh, availability as well as depending on if the aforementioned theme weeks are happening like uh, dream car week that I just talked about. I watched every episode of that.
3: And that's, and that is, that's what I'm, that's what I was about to say is if price is right, has a special on like a theme week, or if it's the April fool special or the Halloween special or something like that, or a million dollars spectacular. Yeah. I'll, I'll tune into that. I'll even make sure I go out of my way to see it if it's something that I know is going to be particularly good or particularly appealing. But just regular, old, run-of-the-mill, hey, it's 11 a.m., turn on CBS, Price is Right. It's like I said before. The show has kind of gotten to the point where it's stale. They're not interested... I, and, and it got this way before the pandemic. I, I kind of have yeah. to say that. This, this wasn't brought on by the pandemic. The pandemic just hasn't helped. But the show has gotten stale because the pricing games, honestly, that they are introducing are not very exciting. Um, I think the newest game, honestly, that I think I can remember them introducing, is, that is Double Cross, which honestly just reminds me of, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the game, but you have the three prizes and you have the sliding things underneath, and you get the one two digit price, red, yeah, green. green, red, and yellow colored, and you have the two digit, three digit, and Line them up, yeah. Line them up. I was double make
6: your move, but
3: yeah. Double cross reminds just reminds me of a differently oriented line them up, or yeah. Make your move. Is it make your move? It is the one you're thinking of. Is make your move? Okay, sorry. Yeah, it, double cross literally just reminds me of make your move. Um, a lot of the good, fun, exciting pricing games are gone. Um, I'd love them, I'd love them for them to bring back things like ten chances or check game or magic number uh freeze frame. I mean,
5: I, I actually think they did just recently bring back 10 chances. Because I remember seeing somebody on, uh recently win a car on on the game of 10 chances and it was shared on the prices rights on the prices rights Facebook page.
3: hell, I would like them to see... I would like them to see, like, a triple play more often. Now, mind you, a lot of these... A lot of... Some of those... uh, A good majority of those games I just mentioned involve cars. Um, Not exactly in a... In a... In a a time frame... Or not a time frame, in an economy right now where I think we're going to be able to give away cars. But at least not where... It's, you know, three, four, five cars an episode, but yeah, no, I'm not thinking of make your move. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
5: Okay. You know, no, I was thinking, thinking of, I was thinking of a, I was thinking of the one where you had to line up the prices of the smaller prices in order to get the price of the car. No, price. I was
3: that no, yes. no, go back to make your move. Cause that's what I was
5: referring yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that now. I get that Because to me,
3: double cross feels the exact same way. You just highlight the number And Mm -hmm. you, the one you highlight on the other side will correspond with the one on the other side. And when you think you got them both right, you tell them to stop, he hits the button. And it's like I said, it's just, it's a modification on make your move. Um. So, yeah, I think the current, I think it's, it's, it's gotten stale. I really do
5: for our audio listeners, we just showed a visual of what the double cross game looks like.
3: Um, I I mean, I'll I'll give Drew Carey some credit. He's trying to keep the show somewhat hip and trendy by changing up his look. I, I can't, I, I, I'm kind of a fan of the, uh, of the whole, you know full mustache thing going uh again i appreciate the uh i appreciate some of the theme weeks that they're doing um like for example i will go give me a moment here and i will
5: while he's doing that may i ask uh, another question here because this is a conversation if
3: if we can go to screen share sorry oh go ahead we have Halloween twenty twenty-one just like six months ago. The Bob in Look at how they did the Halloween twenty twenty-one.
4: Right. And again, this this seating just looks Come weird. Down. Well, I think that was just like the CBS standard because let's make a deal did the same way.
3: Yeah, no, it was
4: it's COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. Stuff. It's their standard and COVID protocols, but Yeah,
3: it's it's better than Just no Nicole audience. That's for Bridges. sure. Come on, down. But I mean, you can you can very clearly tell and they're having to pipe Peyton in crowd Brodsky. noise.
7: Come on, down.
3: There's no way those people you are that are the loud. First
7: four yeah. Ruby and contestants and as we, we celebrate Halloween Christmas. on the Price is right? And now here's your host True, Cary! Hey, a 70s logo.
3: Yeah. With the 70s set in the background there as you open up the doors.
8: Richard Reynolds, everybody. How about it, Richel Reynolds?
7: Who gets sick on the front Say it on my friend, George Gray. Drew, Drew, my brother, you are looking heavy today. I want to say hi to everybody out there and hi to Foxy Mama Bay!
2: What's up everybody welcome
7: to the
3: show how you doing we but are yeah cool. i like i like how they're trying yeah, to do Halloween stuff like that they're the 70s, especially know, recently the the right ride, 1972
2: We're ready to get this shit started well that's
3: groovy man and, and we can we can pull off of this now but i i appreciate how they're trying to like recapture the bob era so to speak uh, and the Bob legacy by doing a lot of callbacks to it. I mean, I've noticed, the, especially the more that the longer that Drew hosts the show, the more respect I think he has for Bob and Bob's legacy and wanting to incorporate that into the modern show. At first, you could tell that Drew kind of wanted to completely flip the script and wanted to have nothing to do with Bob now it's like yeah they'll they'll call back to the original 70s version hell they'll call back to not the 90s versions uh of of the price is right so i don't know it's it's tough but i i know harry's got a question i'm gonna steal harry's question because i know what it is if that's okay with harry
5: no, that's fine. Just because it, uh, we forgot to do this on the Barker episode, so we should probably do that as well. we'll no,
3: we did it on the Barker episode. D-
5: did we give numbers for? The, I don't think. I think we did it for the first one we did for it the. For only. Yeah, I'm I've pretty,
3: pretty sure we did. For I'm pretty sure we did for Barker. Mm. Not that I recall. Yeah, I remember I don't, being vicious to only, some of you for calling. We did. Well, gentlemen, Carrie Price is right. How would you rate it? I am going to go ahead and go first. Um, Since I kind of just finished up a a pretty much an explanatory rant there on on where I would grade the show. I'm going to give the show. Yeah, that's pretty much what should have been going the entire time there. My final thought. I, I think I have to give the show a solid 70. It's average. It's not impressing anybody but it's not exactly standing out either. It has its standout moments, but overall it just feels like an average run of the mill game show right now. So I, I give it a solid like 70 C average. And
6: what, and, would you give, and what would you give Bob?
3: What would I give Bob? Oh, that's, that's easy. I give Bob like a 95, like, like that goes into top five game show territory. Easy. Like, like somewhere between uh, a 90 and a 95. I was actually going to toss it to, <clears throat> I'll to you, Harry.
5: All right, cool. I'll go next here. Um, I'm a little bit more – okay, I think a lot of this is personal bias here because it is no secret, and Eric knows this very well, that I am a huge Drew Carey fan and have been since I was a teenager watching the Drew Carey show. So, I, I will say,
3: and I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't mean to cut you off. I want to say I love Drew Carey. I really do. I love Whose Line. I love Power of Ten. I loved Improvaganza, which was criminally underrated because it got shoved onto GSN at the eleven thirty death slot, like eleven thirty p.m. death slot.
5: Oh, the at midnight I, slot.
3: Yeah, like I love Drew Carey as a comedian, as a performer, as a comic host, like. I have nothing wrong with Drew Carey. I have issue with the, the creative direction in which price is right is going slash has gone. You, you can continue. Sorry. Okay, I, I, see, since I, you said that, I feel, I felt like I, I, the- I had to get that out you there.
5: Can put that on. The, um, uh, uh, you're
6: freezing. Give a
5: second. Uh, what I was saying is I don't know that you can put that on Drew. I think a lot of that goes towards that. Jip, 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 jip. Can you hear me now? Yes. Am I good? No. Am I good? All right. No. Some. You're
3: decent.
5: Somebody else go. Okay, we're gonna
3: we're gonna we're gonna give Harry a moment to stabilize his internet connection. Eric. All
4: right. My explanation and my ratings are like this. I gave Colin a 95. I'm giving Bob Barker a 98. Simply put, because perfection being as unattainable as it is, by a... Well, obviously, especially since I also control the fate of the Nielsen ratings in my hands, more on that off air, Uh, giving Barker 98 with perfection being as unattainable as it is. But with that, my own personal bias being the institution in my life, always it's right up there. When it comes to Drew Carey, I also love the Drew Carey show. I am not as big of a Drew Carey fan as Harry, but a pretty significant fan. The Drew Carey price is right gets a 73. And the reason why I don't watch right now, it's to me, the frog in the pot. I knew there were going to be changes. I knew there were going to be subtle changes, and it was inevitable. But like the frog in the pot, if you go ahead and you turn up the water to where it boils too quickly, frog notices, jumps out. You go ahead and turn it up slower from a simmer, from a simmer, from a simmer. You don't really notice until it's too late. And for me, I get it. And there's a few different shows that I'm willing to say pass me by, but they're great for the new generation. Prices Right in the Carry Era is one of them. But being that frog in the pot, seeing the more and more subtle changes in everything else, is it good for what it is now? Yes. Is it good for me? No. But, I know I may not be who exactly they're targeting. And I get that. So for me, with the pricing games they have, with the nostalgia factor of certain things, bringing back certain stuff, okay, but... It ain't my bag.
3: I, I have to say, I think you explained the reason why I gave mine the way I did in a much better way than I could. Cause I, I, I pretty much feel exactly the same way.
5: <laughs> Can y'all hear me now? Yes.
3: yes. yes and I will go sure. ahead and toss it back over to you.
5: All right. Um, so I, I was, as I was saying before my internet decided to be a, to be a runner up for Dick of the week. Um, I'm a massive fan of Drew Carey, so I will support Drew in whatever he does. When I found out that Drew Carey was taking over The Price is Right, I was incredibly hesitant because everything I had seen from Carey prior to this was his stand-up routine, was his stand-up comedy, was the stuff that he had done on Carson, and everything along that nature. And I was really, really hesitant of Carey taking over the American staple that is The Price is Right. He has done more than a serviceable job in carrying on the legacy of the show. The problem is, is the legacy of the show is now tainted by he who shall not be named and the scandals that came with him. For me, the carry version of The Price is Right is in 85, (sighs) which puts it at like a B level for me. It is not as good as the Bob Barker era was. However, in my opinion, it is still one of the best game shows on television today.
6: So what would you I, say, Bob?
5: Um yeah, you guys you guys are tiptoeing around it. It's to me it's there's, there's no question here. Uh TV God, us, um Entertainment Weekly, a handful of other sources have all named it the greatest game show of all time, and Bob Barker is the reason why. The Barker era of Price is Right is a 100 for me.
3: I guess that leaves B. Um, well, I, I'm gonna say just real quick. I, I kind of disagree with the with the Mike Richards comment, and, and I know I'm gonna get like a dirty look here for a moment. Yes, Richards put Richards scarred the prices right, but. It isn't like a giant deep scar. Very thankfully, Richards had checks and balances against him. Whether it was other producers on the show, whether it was CBS, whether it was Fremantle, whether it was Standards and Practices. If Richards were left unchecked with the show like he was when he went to Jeopardy and he left CBS for Sony Pictures Entertainment, the Price is Right would be in an entirely much worse basket. And I would consider your comments to be more appropriate than what I personally think they are. I don't disagree that Richards left a mark on the Price is Right, but I don't think he left a scar.
5: Uh, he he definitely tainted the legacy of the process right, however. I don't think I could say that. I don't think I can
3: i I don't think I can agree with with tainting the legacy. If anything, Bob Barker getting sued by Diane Parkinson tainted the legacy. Richards didn't come anywhere close to that. Yes, Richards Richards had to field a couple of lawsuits indirectly. Bob was the primary defendant on several sexual harassment lawsuits. Most of which were settled out of court. Yeah, but some of that litigation lasted
4: over a decade. And not to mention the fact that, as we said in the Mike Richards special, he hasn't gone through big hearings. Now, if and when, and I don't think at this point that he will, if he had been through the big hearings like we talked about in Congress, legacy tainted, game over. I was yeah, about That was... that's 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 when I would say yeah,
3: unfortunately the price is right, definitely his legacy gets tainted because he spent what, 6 years with the prices right or something like he spent a he spent a good amount of time with them. But I don't think I think it's being the point I'm making is I think it's being slightly overblown a little bit for for to to a true game show fan yes you look at the prices right you go okay yes there here's the era of mike richards was it great not really does it take away from the fact that it's the greatest game show of all time no just because even even the most die-hardest of game show fans can sit like you just said and look at the prices, right? With Bob Barker and Johnny Olson or Rod Roddy, right? Despite all of the the curmudgeonness uh-huh. that happened backstage, despite the sexual harassment lawsuits of uh, Diane Parkinson and all of the other models who, who who joined in on that, you cast all of that aside and still call it the greatest game show of all time because Bob Barker was just that damn good what he does and as much as i like carrie and as and, and, and for all the credit that i will give him that he's come into his own with the show he doesn't he doesn't he couldn't stand in bob and, and i don't mean to say this as an insult but i know it's going to sound like it drew Kerry can't stand in bob barker's shadow if he tried and it isn't for lack of trying, it's, it's not, Drew, Drew Carey is not that type of person, and Drew Carey is not that type of host.
5: See, I would argue that Drew didn't try to stand in Bob's shadow, however, Drew, Drew tried to make the show his own to an extent, which is one of the reasons why I think that The Price is Right was able to survive as well as it has in his stead.
3: I think, uh, I don't, you're right to that extent. Drew Carey has taken the show and skewed it toward a younger demographic. Price is I'll, Right used I'll to go... i agree with that. Price is Right used to go for the middle-aged housewife. Of course. Now I think it's going for the 18 to 30. Maybe, if you really want to stretch it, the 18 to 54 demographic. Right? And that's where... You get the, the discussion that viewer or that Eric said a few moments ago of as I can't point, apparently.
4: Other All the way hand. there you go. There, there, we wait, go. Quit, there you go. It's the there angle
3: of the it's the angle of my monitor. That's what that's what causes it to screw up. Um that that he said a few moments ago of Carrie's price is right is does not and I don't believe is intended to appeal to the people that grew up with Bob Barker and Rod Roddy, or even more so Bob Barker and Johnny
5: Olson. I'll, ag- I'll agree with that. I think he's definitely trying to target a much different demographic than watched under the Barker era. And I think in order for the show to survive that he kind of had to do that because most of the people that were watching the Barker era are, if we're being realistic at this point, either old enough that they're not really watching anymore or have since passed on.
3: I, I can agree with that as well. But I think if you go back and you looked at the, and you go to those, those publications and the people that were responsible for those decisions to say, Price is Right, greatest game show of all time. And you ask them, does that still hold true today? I don't think they all, I don't think they all say yes.
5: Which is why when we did our version of the greatest game show tournament, the three of us considered considered the totality of all shows involved rather than just a, any specific era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this much in regards to the uh, de- the demographic skewing younger for *Price Is Right*. My stepdad is seventy-two years old and watches uh, *Let's Make a Deal* and *Price Is Right* every day.
3: Again, these are shows that the loyal friends and true will watch the show. And if you watch something every day, it's like the it's like it's like Eric said with the frog and the pod, pilot. Right? Eventually you'll notice the subtle changes after it's too late. And at that point, you've become emotionally invested, and you're like Well, fuck it. I'm already watching. Why quit now?
5: Basically, you're watching on autopilot.
3: Exactly.
5: All right, Jonathan.
3: Y'all done? No. No, (laughs) one of us is probably going to interrupt you to to argue. Because
6: interrupting me is a W2M Network gimmick exclusive. Anyway, I've got a major point here that I need to raise. May I have the full screen, please?
3: Oh, no. He's getting on a soapbox.
6: Rule 32. Fear when I get on a soapbox because I'm on one now. There is a YouTube video that I will link into our chat that will go into the notes. It is 24 minutes in length. And it truly addresses, in my opinion, the issues with Drew Carey and how the handover was handled from Bob Barker.
4: Uh, so is this going in the description as well? or?
6: Yes. The uh, title is The Price is Right Host Entrance, A Visual History. The man goes into all the camera angles, the rotoscoping, and everything with that host intro. Bob Barker gets a 98 from me as well. Two reasons. One, nobody's perfect. And the extra one... ...comes from the scandals that were mentioned earlier by the three of you. Drew Carey is not the star of The Price is Right. That is always the role of Bob Barker... ...and to a lesser degree, Dennis James, who we'll talk about next week. The host of The Price is Right is Drew Carey. He is the blue-collar guy that is there to support you and hope you win a ton of money. He is not the white-collar, pinnacle standard that Bob Barker was. And it took a whole year for all the production staff to realize Bob and Drew are two totally different personalities, and the show needed to be reworked to accommodate Drew Carey's hosting style
5: may i chime in here something relevant to what you just said
6: i can lose the full screen at this point
5: okay um drew actually talks about that in the kevin pollock interview and i find myself and i I find myself going back to that pollock interview but i highly recommend it if you guys have the two hours to watch it it is a very entertaining watch absolutely I mean, I
3: say that I would say the same thing about Perfect Bid as well. If you have the hour and change to sit down and watch Perfect Bid, I, I highly re- recommend doing so because you're going to learn a lot about the insights to early prices right when right after Drew took over.
5: To answer uh, your question that you asked me in our private chat uh, about my opinion of it, I actually thought it was very well done, and I learned a lot about the ma- the machinations behind the show as well. Which kind of gave me a deeper understanding of what had happened. A casual game show enthusiast, as I call myself here on the show, of uh, being able to learn about the actual what goes into making an episode, what goes into the contestants, what goes into the possibilities behind this, the potential scandal that could have came with Perfect Bit. But back to my point about uh, Drew Carey there Drew talks about that he has the best job in the world. And the reason he says that. Is because he gets to go to work every day and root for people that he doesn't know to do well. Whereas Bob Barker always held himself to a higher standard of being. That while Bob was still there, help rooting for you there, Bob Barker carried himself with a level of grace and dignity that I'm not sure that Drew Carey's reputation preceded him to be able to pull off.
6: Bob in a word is dignitas.
5: Alright, so what's your rating for the uh, carry version?
6: So I look at Drew's run on a spectrum. Drew in the first season as the star of the prices right under the reign of Mike Richards.
5: Brian's doing other things it's continue.
3: No, I just I don't think it's necessary to give him an X every time he we we say I his name.
6: it outright failed. Second season things are on the increase as he's finding his way in, bringing in some of these new shows, uh, new pricing games, rat race, gas money, pay the rent. When we go from, I'm going to use it just as a, because it's the visual that I'm looking at here. When you go from heavy set man behind the desk Drew Carey to thin Drew Carey, you see, as his health is increasing, his personality is changing, he's evolving into the role at its peak, 85. I think with the effects that we're suffering from now, and just the fact that the show has become a bit stagnant, I settle him out as an 80.
0: I can accept that.
6: Solid B. Now, things continue on a downward trend. He's in the C category, but right now, he's got the B.
5: You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Apple Apple Pods, Google Pods, Overcast, Rate and Review us five stars on Spotify, make sure you guys check out the link to the discord available in the show description and you can check out the video versions of like, of the W2M network podcasts on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. W2M network on Twitter, W2M net everywhere else. So, Uh oh, I think I gaffed.
4: W2M yeah. net on Twitch. W two M network everywhere else.
5: Ah, we we're, we're, we're
4: flipped when you should have flopped.
6: We're we're if.
3: definitely gonna need to pre-record that. Um, so I have an actual final thought now. So I've been th- I've been doing some thinking for o- over Every the past
6: hours.
4: Or oh, we, we, we crossed that bridge a while ago.
6: I just couldn't get a worded because y'all kept going on and on and on, and you know. Interruptions exclusively.
5: Throw a bottle at him. And um, shut up, John.
6: Yeah. See what
3: I mean? Go ahead. I'm gonna say something that is going to shock the ever-loving shit out of the three of you, and you're going to look at me and possibly want to attempt murder. I but that. I promise you, I will qualify my remarks. The Price is Right needs another Mike Richards.
6: To quote Stone Cold as it is now 316, what?
3: The Price is Right needs another Mike
4: Richards. What? We're not to to explain yourself. Besides, we're past 316 anyways.
3: But not for the reasons you think. Mike Richards... Was originally brought on to the prices right to do a completely full creative overhaul on how the show ran for Drew Carey. At the time, it worked. We question the man's motives, we question his delivery, but you cannot take away as much as I would like to the fact for however despicable Mike Richards was or is you cannot take away the fact that he was successful at the job that he had set out to accomplish
6: god damn it I hate to admit the fact that you're right in that because he is the one who changed the star of the price right to the host and such in that thing I referred to
3: as we're aware, Mike Richards left recently, right before COVID, to Sony, where he was unceremoniously given the boot after he tried to give himself his own hosting gig, finally. The point being, the prices rate right needs a new boss. To. To to give a new lifeblood into the show. Because a lot of the problems that we were talking about were problems that were beginning to develop with the Bob Rich, Bob Rod era before Bob retired. Which is why when we said, was it right for Bob to retire when he did, we all said yes. If I'm correct, and I could be wrong here because I'm not as on top of the prices right as I would like to admit that I am. But I believe the new EP showrunner is Ele- is Evelyn Warfell, who is a longtime Price is Right veteran. Very skilled at what she does. I think once we get past COVID, because she took over and then COVID hit, for the most part.
6: Evelyn Warfell is correct.
3: once we can get past COVID and we can go back to television shows being like, if we could go back to the prices, right. Of the 2000 of like, you know, pre COVID full audience houses, audience intros, you know, all that good stuff, no social distancing required. I think Evelyn Warfell can, rejuvenate the price is right and that's what price is right needs right now it needs a new mike richards it needs somebody who is hired with the sole intention of revitalizing the show from a creative standpoint And if they can pull that off, given Kerry's tenure, given my uh, given George Gray, I almost said Michael Gray for some reason, uh, given George Gray's tenure. A good five, maybe another five, six, ten years of of that, of a revitalized prices, right? You could put Drew and George at the same level as Bob and
5: Rod but it ain't there right now. I think it's unfair to compare them to Bob and Rod to begin with, in my opinion. I don't think so.
4: It's not unfair because what do we have all the time? We always love to compare errors in a lot of different fields. And circling back, and a little bit of a homework assignment for the three of you, talking about the different levels of greatness, Steve Smith is good right now. He's the leader right now. Everybody will tell you he is no Sir Donald Bradman. And even he didn't average 100. Let that sink
5: in. Another cricket thought for you, apparently, from the desk of Mr. Watkins.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's my true final thought on the Drew Carey era. It started off great. It's gotten stagnant. COVID isn't helping. There's a new boss in town. Scandal, scarring, stagnation. Apparently I'm being alliterative. Is all behind, or hopefully soon to all be behind the Price is Right. And we will go into, and the show will hopefully go into another, pardon the pun here, golden era cuz you know 50 is the golden anniversary of greatness and i will end with this final sentence which i know is a controversial thought and i will i will segue into this by saying if you disagree with my final thought you can find me on twitter at the andesian i will happily debate you If they can't fix the problems, cancel the show. Go out on a high note, on a milestone. Get out while the getting's good.
5: Where can people find you online, Mr. Espinoza?
3: I, I just said that.
5: Uh besides the Andesian, where else can people find you online? I'm I'm here on the network. I'm on shows.
3: I possibly have a fourth show being added to the uh, repertoire. More on that soon. As I, get a, as I get a dirty look into the camera from a particular person below me, like how dare you disembody my show. I didn't do this to you. You did this to you.
5: Mr. Watkins, where can people find you online? Here
4: on Tuesdays. Soccer to the Max officially moved to Wednesdays. Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report on Thursdays. Point of Viewer Sundays. League to the Max on Mondays. At Squid Sports Head. Facebook. Eric Watkins. Guy. Wine. Recliner. Slide into the DMs for the thorough vetting process.
5: Mr. Nielsen.
6: Give me one um, screen share On screen please I gotta leave with this This Right here This is the motherfucking Price is right Until we're back To this We are not watching What we voted In the brackets As the greatest game show of all time There's my hot take If you got a problem with that you send your complaints over here on the or at JTN2002. You can find me here on Life's Like Game Show. And you may be able to find me on another show that has gone through a piloting phase that will be of a frequency probably on the order of once a month, should that pilot get approved by the almighty powers that be at the W2M network.
5: At least he didn't steal my finish. All right. Uh, At ATV the Eagle, motherfucker. At at ATV the Eagle, pretty much everywhere, social media related. uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, kind of, I guess, technically. Thanks, Watkins. Uh, Eric mentioned BWSR on Thursdays this week. It's a special Wednesday episode as we preview the men's March Madness tournament in addition to alternate commentary to NIT first round action as my Florida Gators take on our Florida Gators will you be on the show tomorrow no my Florida my Florida Gators take on the Iona Gales of the Metro Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference easy for me to say um indy siders episode five is this sunday myself and mark ratelage cover terminus two and west coast pro wrestling and prestige wrestling present savage mode in addition on sunday all day starting at noon you will be able to watch on trial quiz show the four of us join Mark Rattledge of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network as we talk about the 1994 movie based on the 21, the 21 game show scandal of the 1950s. For Jonathan Nilsson, Brian Espinoza, Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, The Price is Right, The Drew Carey Era, a presentation. Of the W2M Network. We'll talk to you guys next week when we go into the Cindy's in the prime times. Have a great night, everybody. Good night. With the Lucky
7: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.